you have been cordially invited to the Eternal Slumber Party. Bella, where the hell have you been, Loka? Where the hell have you been, Loka? That's, oh, God, of course, it's the only way to start this episode. It's the only way to start this episode. We've been gone for so long. Where the hell have you been, Loka? Where the hell have we been, Lokas? Hi. The first recording session of 2024. Yeah, so we had an episode come out, but we recorded Mm -hmm. that at the beginning of December. Yeah, we recorded that at the beginning of Mm. December. Then we recorded our holiday episode. We recorded that in November. Oh my gosh, you're right. We recorded that way back. We recorded that before Thanksgiving. We did. Yep. And I was like, the holidays have holidayed because I was I was looking forward to all of the travel, but at the same time, I was dreading all of the holiday travel. Oh, I didn't even post the picture. I took a picture in the Phoenix airport and I didn't even post it. You didn't even. You with... were so upset about only no, taking I was, one picture and you didn't I even. I was so distraught that I only took one picture and then I didn't even post it. <laughs> to be fair, it really wasn't even that good. Like you could kind of see some planes. You could see how close the mountains are. It's kind of a moot point since you don't see the Phoenix airport really in the movie. I was just all excited because I was going to be in Phoenix right after we watched that movie. Um, but yeah, no, my holidays were good. I missed recording so much. Me too. I, I have started consuming media at a breakneck pace because we weren't recording. <laughs> Just excited to talk to you about it. I know. I keep getting texts from you being like, have you seen this? Have you read this? Have you done this? What about this? And I'm like, oh boy, someone needs stimulation. <laughs> yeah, I need enrichment in my enclosure. Um, I did spend two weeks back in Colorado. That was super fun. I got to see so many people. It was great. Oh, yeah. Shout out to my mom for getting us the best Christmas oh, present Oh, my ever. God. Your mom got us podcast Christmas gifts. Are you yeah, kidding she got me? Us, she got us these um, insulated cups that have our podcast name on the side of them. And I have not seen Margo in person yet, so I have not been able to give it to her. But I love it. And they are so cute. And when I get to see you, we will take a picture for the socials. We literally haven't seen each other since Scream Horror Convention. No, we went into the city together. Yeah, we, we went, went shopping in the city. The city. Yeah, we, we did Christmas shopping together. That was the last time we've seen each other. Yeah, but that was like December 2nd. So it was practically. It was a month ago. Oh my God, it's been a month since I've seen you IRL. It is. I miss you. I miss you too. I'm so glad we did this podcast. I know. And we're going to hang out next weekend and it's going to be chaos. Speaking of chaos. Yeah. Let's talk about our New Year's (laughs) Eves because we had two very different, two different nights. Um, We had two entirely different nights. I can kick us off. I feel like it's always nice to ease into it, right? Ease, Ease us into it. So I went out on December 30th to Hijinks, which is a rave here in Philadelphia. Super fun night. I enjoyed it. I'm not much of a base head for people who are more into like EDM stuff. I don't like the super heavy bass. Um, I am much more sad boy, much more Porter Robinson to kind of give flavor context here. 
So I went out the Saturday night, uh, did not go out Sunday night because doctor boyfriend is in his surgery rotations and we didn't want to stay up super late. Like we stayed up till midnight so we could kiss whatever, gross. But we didn't go out anywhere. We just stayed home. We watched Saltburn. Sorry, let me rewind. We watched half of Saltburn. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's not like it's a bad... Okay, I did not like the movie because I could not understand what the plot was trying to do at all. I was so confused. I looked up the plot of the movie on Google as I was watching it, and I was still just like, what is happening? I don't get this movie at all. So we made it through the bathtub scene, and then we peaced out. Uh, then we watched uh, watched Arrested Development and then Midnight Hit. And then we're like, Happy New Year. And then we went to bed. Okay, I don't know what Saltburn is. I only know that people talk about how weird Saltburn is. I don't know anything about it, actually. So it's a dark comedy. And I think it's supposed to be a commentary on the class system in England? Question mark. I don't know. Margot Robbie produced it? Yeah, and then the pregnant Barbie, Midge, she's the one who directed it. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. Here's the thing. This movie has a lot of really good points. Cinematography, beautiful. Uh, the di- like The directing quality, great acting, fantastic costumes, impeccable. I have no idea what was happening in that movie. I <laughs> looked up the plot. We started this fairly early in the night, so I was like a glass of wine in. I was almost stone cold sober. And I was like, I cannot understand this movie whatsoever. I am confused. I cannot make sense of it. I am reading the play-by-play plot on Wikipedia. What is happening? <laughs> wild i can't wait to watch this you don't have to you can read the plot on wikipedia and then just watch little tiktok clips and you'll get the same experience i'm sure so you you know stayed up till midnight had a decent time mm-hmm. got some yeah, good sleep a quiet night in after i went to a rave the night before yeah makes perfect sense mm-hmm. so my new year's eve <laughs> yeah what do you do margo tell us what you what you did I went to a goth night in the city with my friend May. And this is the same people who put on the 80s night that you and I went to that we like showed up when we were like, this feels like a house party. This is a little weird. And so you were at a different bar from we were at a different bar, bar. which so it was really nice. Good vibes. um, But we were like, okay, if this is boring, we're going to go back to my house. We're going to watch Five Nights at Freddy's because I was going to make May watch Five Nights at Freddy's. (laughs) Okay. And we did not get back to my house until three in the morning. (laughs) We closed out that bar and had the most amazing time because it was picture a dive bar in the early 2000s filled with gay goth vampires okay that was my night now throw in a fred durst lookalike and a bar back that looks like young hosier and you Mm -hmm. have my night exactly (laughs) That sounds great for you. I'm really happy. It was so much that you fun. had such a good New Year's Eve. There was a vampire. There was a fairy. There was so many beautiful women. 
Everyone was so gorgeous. Oh my God. It was the best time. It was so much fun. I loved it. It sounds like a very fun evening. I'm very glad that you had fun. Um, I'm going to jump in with yes. some clarifications from last episode. Okay. Clarify. Because fun thing that I kept doing was, um, I'm going to have to look that up. I'm going to have to look that up because I refuse to look anything up in the moment. <laughs> so first thing first, we were talking about how Taylor Lautner almost was not Jacob. Like they almost cast a true Native American to mm -hmm. play um, Jacob. Yeah. We thought it could have been Eduardo. I'm blanking on his last name. So I'm going to have you look up his last name. Eduardo Franco. Thank you. Eduardo Franco. He was not going to be Jacob. He was not okay. in the casting. Okay. Here's the other thing. He is so close to our age. The timeline would not have added up. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Is he? Re Wait, yeah. really? So. Oh my God. He's yeah, 29 he's years old. Yeah. So he's not old enough to have been cast in Twilight. Anyway, the actor, according to Reddit, was Christopher Hyatt, and he was in Twilight, the the first movie, when he's like the guy standing right behind Jacob um, in the LaPush scene. Yeah. Okay. That was supposed to be Jacob, but because he refused to cut his hair, they just kind of put him in the tribe, and then he was recast for the next movie. Rip. Um Yes. Then the other clarification, I guess, I did not say who the Twilight girl was that I was like, we need to give a shout out. We can't talk about Twilight without mentioning her. Mm -hmm. um, that is Sarah Gallagher, a.k.a. Sarah Elizabeth underscore talks on TikTok. She does a lot of really fun Twilight content, book content. She also is with me on the Char book Charlie Sucks train and Bella deserved better uh, parents train and I also wanted to shout out because I was thinking about her was other TikToker a lot watching new moon um she's most known for doing the if Bella Swan was like other girls series I do not know how to pronounce um if it's Jack or Jace Frost is real on TikTok but J-A-C Frost is real on TikTok, also fantastic, does really good content. She's also talking a lot about Modern Family, which, complete sidetrack, she gets me. She understands it. Phil Dumphy's a terrible TV husband. I love both of their content. Please go give them a follow. Show them some love. Um, they both do really great Twilight content. And that wraps up my clarification corner. Lovely. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. And I can't wait to do more of those this episode because I refuse to just look things up as I think about them. So on that note. Yeah, I got to pull up my Twilight facts, the synopsis. Oh, man. Oof, man. Uh, this movie, this movie, it came out in 2009. It has a 4.8 on IMDb and 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I just want us to sit with that for a second while I pull up the synopsis. I want us to sit with how low that Rotten Tomatoes score is. Can I tell you something? 
Yeah, go ahead. In watching this movie, I realized a lot of things about younger me. So when this movie came out in 2009, mm-hmm. I was a freshman in high school and I entered in my first relationship freshman year of high school. And watching this movie made me realize just how much Twilight affected my perspective on relationships mm-hmm. to the point where I had to talk about it in therapy. I I had to talk about Twilight in therapy, Kirstie. Here's the thing. I get it because I, I didn't have to talk about Twilight in therapy. But as I was watching this movie, I was looking back and like, hmm. I think maybe I need to address some things about how I viewed men, what I wanted in relationships. Like, mm-hmm. mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, also important note, uh, this movie had a different director. It's um, Chris Weitz directed okay. this one. And I believe he directed the next three installments as well. But different movie uh or different director for this movie from the first one which i know some twilight fans will comment the fact that it went from a female director to a male director you can tell and the rest of the movies have lost their skin of the killer sparkle because of it i feel like it just got more camp the movies get progressively more camp i feel like the male director i feel like it's hard to say that when the first movie directed by a male also included half of the cast being shirtless for most of the time i we can get into it because it was an anyway uh here is the synopsis okay bella swan is on the cusp of her 18th birthday and blissfully happy with her undead beau edward cullen while celebrating her birthday with her with edward's family of vegetarian vampires a frightening incident convinces edward that he's simply too dangerous to be around his sweetheart he decides to leave the town of forks in order to ensure her safety leaving her behind angry and depressed i feel like angry and depressed is an understatement i don't think she was angry I think she was just extremely depressed. Extremely depressed. Like, depressed feels like an understatement. She was catatonic. Yeah. Like, she, th- there's depressed, and then there's whatever the fuck Bella was going through. There's, there's depressed, and then there's borderline personality disorder when the person that you're focusing on leaves you. And that was the first moment in which I went, Uh-oh, time to bring this up in therapy. (laughs) But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yes. Because I do want to talk about that shot specifically. Um, Yes. My first note for this movie was New Filter, who dis? Oh, my God. Because as the first movie had so much blue tinting, this movie had a lot of orange tinting to it. Love it. Um, I did not love the opening as much as the first one. I feel like the voiceover wasn't as strong. The opening shots weren't as strong. I do like the new moon transition for the title sequence. Okay. But. Yeah. So I I made a comment on that because it was this dramatic, like, new moon with this drum beat, which very reminiscent of, like, Native American sounds. So, like, I understand their foreshadowing. 
also yeah, they're that, getting this hype. That line that she says at the beginning, I think it's not as effective because it's a Shakespeare line from Romeo and Juliet. It's not like an actual yeah. line that Bella says. She's just taking straight from Romeo and Juliet, which to me is like, all right, well, that's been done a few trillion times. Like, Which I know that New Moon, I think it's supposed to be underlying what happens with Romeo and Juliet. Romeo goes and is exiled. Edward leaves, right? Juliet stays behind. She wants to stay with him so bad. She decides to kill herself. Bella jumps off the cliff. And, well, yeah, so she fake kills so herself. Like Bella jumps off the, the cliff. She's not actually dead, but there's this whole miscommunication. Like, it's very, very clearly a Romeo and Juliet layout. It's it's definitely supposed to feel like it because, you know, like they can't be together, but they're going to be together. Like, so I get why we had that Shakespeare line. I just feel like, yeah, it didn't hit. It wasn't a line from the movie, so I don't really care. I feel like it didn't do a good job setting up for the movie. I think it was heavy handed. I feel like all New Moon does is set up the love triangle. So I yes. feel like this this opening line didn't give me that like excitement for a love triangle. Whereas I feel like within the first movie, their opening sequence definitely made me go like, oh, this is going to be a difficult love story. He can't be with her. She's going to die. Like there's going to be drama. There's tension and like chasing down the deer, you also understand the metaphor being made. Yes. Whereas I feel like this one, it just didn't hit. Well, and also because I think it was too heavy handed and like we get a Romeo and Juliet line, which it, let's look at it this way. If it was just the Romeo and Juliet line and then we had this story, okay, I would get it. But we, it was a Romeo and Juliet line. We have a dream sequence, which we'll talk about. And then we mm -hmm. we get another shot to her sleeping next to the romeo and juliet book which then we go into the whole backstory with the these first yeah. few scenes is that they're studying romeo and juliet in high school which okay way too heavy-handed like if it had been the one line yeah. and then no other reference and then we see the story play out okay if it had been oh casual like small comment romeo and juliet in high school okay but we go all the way to have edward literally read out iambic pentameter of romeo and juliet like it is so heavy-handed that it's like hmm. it really sucker punches you left and right like you are on the floor just being beaten to death with Romeo and Juliet to be like, get the point. Which my next note is Bella slow to the uptick. She really doesn't get the point of this dream because she sees an old woman in a meadow who's dressed exactly like her, mind you. And she's like, Gran, grandma, is that you? Edward, don't come out into the sun. My grandma will see you. Then they walk towards her. And then it takes like a, a literal mirror appearing in front of them and Bella reaching out and touching the mirror for Bella to get it. And I was just like, this is so stupid. It's, it's everything about this movie is so heavy handed. It really, it's and I think so that might be what um, some Twilight people, like some diehard fans might mean when it's like, it clearly shows that it was no longer directed by a woman because I don't think that a woman would have made, like, would have been hammering the point home so hard. I think that if it was a woman, she would have had the quote where Bella's, like, and Bella's just going to be sitting 
in the field and then see the old woman and then like look at her hands and like realize she's old because I, I get that the whole point of this dream sequence is to show Bella's insecurity about getting older while Edward stays the same age. Well, but also how we also have to consider how heavy handed the source material is because I'm pretty sure this dream sequence was in the book. I'm pretty sure it was too. And I'm pretty um, sure all the Romeo and Juliet stuff was also in the book. So, but also in the first movie, there's a lot of like weathering heart, like weathering heights is also supposed to be a huge thing. And I think that in the book, it was actually weathering heights, not Romeo and Juliet. Tragic news, oh. everyone. Hold on. Tragic news. When I went back to my childhood home, I do not have my original Twilight copies anymore. Here's the thing. Probably axed those puppies a long time ago. Honestly, Those same. are probably living in some thrift store. Yep. Some girly yep. has a shelf. Some girly Congratulations. popped somewhere has my copy too. Congratulations. Some girly pop who has my books. I hope you're enjoying them or you don't. I don't really care. They're not my problem anymore. So I can't go back and fact check that. But um, I will say, at least movie-wise, yeah. despite I know that the source material is sometimes heavy-handed, Stephanie Meyer, however, is a very good writer because she had me eating out of the palm of her hand the death grip that woman had on me in my middle school and early high school years. <sighs> I, Chris Wrights does not have that chokehold on me as an adult in my late 20s watching this movie. Okay, but I would also be so curious to have us reread the books, considering how long it's been, to see if we still think that she's a good writer. Here's the thing. I know she is a good writer, and I will argue that she is a good writer, and I know in my heart she's a good writer because of the timeline of the books. I looked up, I googled it, I have an actual timeline of the books and the movies because I do make reference of that as well. But we can cover, we can burn that bridge when we cross it. My only point here is I do think that you can tell that it was a male director based on how heavy handed this opening okay. scene was in comparison to the first one. Anyway. You and I really love these opening scenes. We have just we get twice so now get so got caught up on the, the opening scenes. I think it's because the opening scenes for the Twilight movies are absolutely iconic, even though this one's not good. I think the way that the Twilight movies open, you know exactly what you're in for. And I do feel like it, it set like a precedence for teen movies of its time. Yes, because, yeah, I think you're right. Because having these opening sequences was definitely, I feel like, like we talked about before, it was a very indie thing to do until these movies came out. And then it became a very mainstream thing to do is to have like a type of opening sequence that like sets the storyline yeah it it's very trendsetting um yeah which after the nightmare because i don't think that bella views this as a dream i think she realizes it's a nightmare she's living yeah. a nightmare um she wakes up we see the romeo and juliet book next to her and then charlie comes into the room and he has a gift to give to bella and he says this line um to explain who got her witch gift because his is not wrapped but renee's is wrapped and he says we coordinated well she coordinated with me and when i heard that line the only thing i could think of is renee forgot bella's birthday and charlie is giving 
Renee credit for half of his gift. Oh, I took it the other way of your mom told me what to get you. I think because we don't hear about Renee, like we hear about Renee, Renee does not talk to Bella at all in this movie. Right, she's not in this movie. She doesn't call Bella on her birthday, doesn't seem to talk to her on her birthday. Well, she coordinated with me and only one present is wrapped. It feels like maybe it was sharp. Maybe it's the other way. Maybe Charlie needed help and Renee told him what to get. But if that was the case, I don't know why they he wouldn't like have a bat, like some kind of bag. Yeah, I, see, I can see what you're saying. And again, Renee is the woman who had her 12 year old regular smart 12 year old doing taxes for her because she couldn't do it and the taxes got better i do not think that renee is a good mother at all renee is not a good mother but this whole sequence with charlie i have to say movie charlie has my heart. so much better movie, movie charlie, charlie has my heart is a it, lot better he's great especially in this movie you can see where he's like hey i'm worried about you like what can i do like this very much and this sequence of him like teasing her about getting old and like it's just Which, so cute. again i think because within watching it the only things that we know about movie renee is that she's terrible like every time she talks to bella it's to find something or like she lost something and like we only see how incompetent movie renee is yeah so it could be either way, but when I saw that, I was just kind of like, oh, Bella, you deserve a better mom. Girly pop, I'm so sorry. Well, and I think that, especially in the books, like, we see it come to Esme and Carlisle are the parents. Like, they yeah. become the parents, which I just had a horrible thought. I realized it's so good that they just, that Stephanie Meyer decided that the baby was going to be a girl, because otherwise that baby would have been named Charlisle. No, 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 no. No, that baby would not have been Charlisle. What would it have been? That baby would have been Edward Jacob. That is source material. I, that was a core memory reading that. And Bella wanted it to be a boy so bad. She wanted it to be little EJ, little Edward Jacob. That is canon. I The baby, Renesmee's middle name is Charlisle. It's Renesmee Charlisle. That's why I remember that. Oh my god. Kirstie. Yeah, don't come Kirstie. Don't I, come in here saying that Bella was going to name the boy anything other than Edward Jacob. Kirstie, I have really bad news for you. Yeah? What's I, up? I think we have to read the books. Oh my god. Margo? Margo, are you there? I think I'm driving through a tunnel. <laughs> You're breaking up. Sorry. <laughs> that also means we're going to have to buy the books again. Dude, I'm going to just pirate that shit. You kidding me? If I'm supposed to buy a book every time you want to talk about Edward Jacob, no. Every time you want to talk about Edward Jacob. Gee, okay, back on track. So I will say once again, this soundtrack banger on point we love Honestly, it we have strayed from the light with how poor movie soundtracks have gotten like this is such a good movie soundtrack and twilight was such a good movie soundtrack and i don't know if the rest of the movies have 
banger soundtracks. Eclipse, I don't know. Eclipse, Eclipse I think, is does. good. I do not know about Breaking Dawn Part 1 or 2, but I will say, personally, New Moon soundtrack... I think is better than the first. I think that this is the most elite movie soundtrack. Mm -hmm. I would agree. I would say New Moon, Mm -hmm. number one soundtrack. I think number two, Twilight, because we get those solid Paramore songs in there. And you cannot deny Mm -hmm. that Decode by Paramore changed a generation. Oh, it changed a generation. It inspired generations to come. And then I think Eclipse, I, I think the Eclipse soundtrack would be third because I do think it was still a very good soundtrack and it was still a point in which like I I, I was I still think very by the time Breaking it. Dawn part one and two came out, the hype for the movies died down. Yeah. And I think that the hype for Hunger Games really ramped up. Oh, Eclipse. I'm sorry, Eclipse soundtrack banger, Florence of the Machine is on it. Of course. How of could course. I forget? I don't know. Margot. I'm a fake fan. The Black Keys are on there. Vampire We Oh, Jonathan Lowe by Vampire Weekend is on Eclipse. Yes. Eclipse soundtrack, also banger. Banger, 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 also banger, banger, banger. It's it's banger, but I'm gonna say it's probably the weakest of the three. Oh, Bombay. Not Bombay. for lack of trying. Ugh. CeeLo Green, Muse again. Yeah, but Muse and Twilight kind of are like, like they're peanut butter and jelly, Muse and Twilight. Like you have to have one and the other, you know? Well, you can't not with that fucking baseball scene. (laughs) Oh, that baseball scene was so good. I I honestly missed the baseball scene watching this movie. I was dreaming about it. That that baseball scene will live in infamy. That baseball scene. Okay. Oh, so moving on, um, banger soundtrack. We have Bella showing up to school. <laughs> Wherefore art thou, Bella? Art thou? Wait, no, no, no. Say it correctly. Wherefore art thou, Bella? <laughs> I'm sorry. I think you mean where the hell have you been, Loka? <laughs> no, that doesn't come till later because every time, because then Jacob is there. Hold no, on, no, I, because I need to talk about the parking up. job. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we have so much. There's so much about this opening sequence. The fact that he goes, "Wherefore art thou, Bella?" and then later is, "Where the hell have you been, Loka?" It's like, Bella. Everyone wants to know where you are. <laughs> Which, mm, okay, so it's September. I do want to throw that out because I am a timeline person, and I always get. Uh, I'm a stickler for the timelines. Does that mean that this Bella's is Bella's a Virgo? Yes, Bella. September okay okay this is her birthday she was born in September she's a Virgo September okay Mike after being wherefore art thou Bella (laughs) we see him he gets so pissed off and annoyed because who comes up behind him except for Edward or like behind Bella we see the worst parking job I've ever seen anyone ever do in my life he likes Edwards comes in like skids into place probably takes up three different spots because we see all the cars like one way and he's the opposite way because he's a dick who gives a shit he's a vampire he's the big man on campus and then Mike gets so pissed off like oh your boyfriend's here I guess Ugh, your boyfriend he is supposed to be dating Jessica at this point by the way he took her to prom I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be dating right no now. so they don't end up dating I do remember this is Jessica and Mike didn't end up working out, so they're not officially dating. I think that they kind of have like a situationship at this point in the I movie. I think so. I because think so. when 
um, Jessica and Bella go to the movies, Bella tunes her out, but um, Jessica was talking about Mike and their relationship. So I want, they're like in a situation ship. Mike is supposed to be with Jessica though. Like as of right now. Well, no, because at this point in the book, because they're, they're at least a situation. Yeah. Because if we're going off movies and everyone knows in a movie, if you go to prom, you're getting married and having a million babies together. That's how prom works in movies. Okay. Or you have one (laughs) and it's named Renesmee Charlisle. (laughs) Renesmee Charlisle. I just want to say it's, Bella and Edward have been together for five months at this point. Oh, don't worry. I get into it. Don't you worry. I knew you would. I knew you would. I trust you. I trust you. I have dates. I got facts. And people backed it up with the book chapters. But I have to also go off movie things. So it's not going to be perfect. But we'll cover it. Because this is a point that I need to make at the right time. I know what time. I went a little crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I know what. Okay. Also, Edward got a new car. He doesn't have his Volvo anymore. Yeah, but they always drive different cars. Like every scene, I swear to God, Twilight is just an excuse for car companies to have commercials. Because every time they are driving, if it's not Bella's red truck, it's a different car. I can't wait to talk about my favorite car from this movie. Is it the yellow one that they it's steal? It's absolutely the yellow one. That oh, they God, steal I know. With, with Alice's fucking scar. Okay. So, which then. We have Jacob. We roll up. We have Baby Tay again. We have Baby Tay, but we also have Edward's big entrance where he's like, slow walk. And I will say, Robert Pattinson, he's hot. No, he's hot. He's hot. He does it. He does it. He could get it. He he could get it. He could fucking get it. Also, I want to say those were 100% open mouth kisses. Yeah, no, those were open mouth kisses. That is not true to source material. It should have been closed mouth kisses because spit is like venom and that could have still turned Bella. I anyway, then Jacob Law drops one of the best lines I think he ever says, which is, I prefer res school exclusivity. Keep out the riffraff. They let anybody into this school. And I'm like, Jacob, what is your damage? You realize most of these people, at this point, he doesn't even know about vampires. He doesn't know that they're real. <laughs> Jacob he's reel it in innocent jacob i fucking love innocent baby jacob like so jacob comes because he gives bella a birthday gift and it's a dream catcher yes so i did just look up the cute tribe does use dream catchers they do create and use them i wanted to confirm that okay so that was the thing I wanted to confirm because not every Native American tribe does. So I appreciate that little level of realism before we get to some of the Well, I think I it was just... an, I think it was an assumption that they got lucky with. I have to say. <laughs> Here's the thing, probably because I don't necessarily I was realizing it more on this watch through. I do not love I understand that they do this because they're talking about the werewolves. I hate how the Cullens then refer to everyone in the tribe as a dog. Uh-huh. And like they're like, it's oh, put the dog out. Not a fucking good like look. Dog. It's it, not a good look. It was not great. And I think at the time I just lived in a very blissful, oblivious world. And watching it now, I'm like, ugh, this gives me the ick. Yeah, I'm sorry. Telling the person of color in the room, the Native American, to referring to them as the dog that needs to be put out which i will say taylor lautner is not 
native Norse. He's not, but I'm talking about the character. Yeah, the, the character, character yes. 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 No, Taylor not Taylor Taylor Notner. Taylor <laughs> Lautner not Native American. Correct. Jacob Black um, Native American. Yeah. And being referred not, to as a dog mm. not great. But we moving back to this part. Yes. Uh to keep us moving forward. Edward gets all butthurt because he can't give Bella a gift. And she's like, well, I can't give you anything back. And he's like, you give me everything by being alive. And I'm over I'm here sorry, vomiting. You give me everything just by breathing. Yeah, and I'm vomiting <sighs> over in the corner. I literally how I literally wrote down that line and then wrote vomit after it. Like, it, yeah. but you know what? 14-year-old me ate the fuck up. Oh, oh, that line was everything. Mm, everything to, to baby me. me. It was everything to baby me. Ugh. Because I I would have been in middle school, I think eighth grade when this came out. Yep, I would have been in ninth grade. So Yeah, so I was eating this up. Which then we get to Alice giving Bella a gift. Yeah. And what a freak. She just jumps over she, she's like i don't give a fuck about the voltori i don't give a fuck about anyone stairwell you <laughs> doing little flippy flips she's like i will make myself a spectacle and everyone will watch and it's gonna be awesome i and then we find out this little lore drop that jasper has mood control and he can change people's moods because he makes Bella really happy and excited and agree to a birthday party. And then when he's out of range, Bella realizes it. And she's like, Jasper, not cool. Never mentioned again. Never brought up again. That seems like a really useful fucking power to have when you have Edward throwing a tantrum every two seconds about how damned he is. Jasper, what the fuck? Use your power, bro. 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 <laughs> I will have to I do have to say, once again, this actor nails the look of is he in pain or is he shitting himself? He just nails that look. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you which one it is, but he does nail that look. He and it just makes me it. so mad. It just it annoys me so much because I'm like, oh, my God, that's right. Jasper has mood control. He his special power is controlling the emotions of people around him. Yet Edward still acts like that. Jasper, you fucked up. Jasper, you had one job. You, you, you had have two, barely anything to do. You had two do. jobs. Do, don't eat people and keep Edward happy. <laughs> two of the easiest jobs in the world, my guy. I don't understand it. But we move on. Um, and then it just We got... move on to the wildest conversation. Yeah, they're sitting in the back of English class, just chit-chatting away, as if no one can hear them in this quiet, quiet room where the teacher is quoting the movie, like speaking along with the movie. Everyone's Everyone else crying. is like falling asleep. They are either falling asleep or crying. Or crying. There are two options, falling asleep, crying, or you're talking about. Or they are just, they are not whispering. They are, he's not like barely whispering so just she can hear. She's not whispering back to him. They are just having a normal ass conversation. I have to think this is, this is movie. This is movie audio. This is like, this happens a lot in movies where I'm like, Everyone can hear you right now, and you just have to, like, suspend your disbelief and be like, all right, fine. They're making it so that we can hear them, but it's stupid. Yeah. But anyways, so they're having this full-blown conversation in which Edward just casually says, oh, yeah, 
I did research on how to kill a vampire because if you didn't survive in March, I was going to commit suicide. Yeah. Just super casually. Which I want to point out at that point, they had known each other for three weeks. They would have been together for three weeks. Not even together. They would have simply only known Known each each other, other. existed for three weeks. They would have been officially together for a couple days. Yeah, they would have been together. Movie timeline, knew each other for a few weeks, dated for a few days. Then the whole thing happens. Then they're all hunky-dory by the time prom rolls around. But Edward... And in the books, I know that they talk about this a little bit more about how, like, her blood sings to him. It's, like, the strongest thing of heroin. Like, kind of like how in um, A Court of Roses and Thorns we learn about mates. That is essentially what happened with Edward and Bella. Their, her blood is so addictive, it is essentially singing to him. Yeah. Yeah, they talk right? about so, that. I understand the immediate obsession. We have to have a reason. Also, it appeals to teen girls, this instant obsession with her because she's not like other girls. And they do talk about, there are moments in other, I don't know if this is going to come up in Eclipse or Breaking Dawn or not, but it is talked about in some of the books. There are other conversations with other vampires that talk about when they've met a human whose blood has been like this to them and how they handled it. Yeah, I think it's in... I think it's an eclipse. Emmett yeah. says that he immediately killed her and like drank all of her blood, had no self It was Emmett. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember who it was. For some reason, I was thinking it was one of the Volturi, but I I can't remember. No. I've, as you can tell, I've blocked out a lot of Twilight. <laughs> it's all coming back to me in a non-consensual rush. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know Renesmee's middle name. How I remember that. I Honestly, it's shocking me what you remember because I'm like blissfully unaware of anything that exists in those books. I have read those books so many. I read those books a lot. I continue to devour them. I went through. I am so sorry to whoever picked up my copy of Breaking Dawn at the thrift store because I did go through and angrily scratch out Renesmee's name because I was so mad that Renesmee was born. (laughs) I scratched out her name in the book. So you will just see a lot of redacted. I'm sorry. Can someone please make a meme? And it's that fucking scene from Mean Girls where he she crosses out the pictures, but it's just Kirsty crossing out Renesmee. Please, and it's that fucking demon baby face. Oh my god! Oh, got it. I'm on it. Keep a keep an eye oh. out for Breaking Dawn when we can make that meme. But anyway, so in the English class, Edward's talking about how he would have liked to unalive himself, and that's when we learn about the Volturi. Yes, and I. The Volturi are so Interview with a Vampire coded. If Stephanie did not base this off of Interview with a Vampire, she's fucking lying. She at least. She looked. At the very, very least. Saw like a clip of that movie. Saw an image of that movie. She had to have seen that movie by the time this movie rolled around. There's no way. She looked at Antonio Banderas and she said, I know what character I'm making. And honestly, the only thing that would have made this entirely better is if that character had been played by Antonio Banderas. I think that would have made me lose my absolute fucking mind. Um, isn't it Michael Sheen though? In in the actual movie? No, like in um New Moon. Is it Michael Sheen? 
I'm pretty sure it's Michael Sheen. I don't know. I'm just saying it would have been even funnier if it was Antonio Banderas. Can you Google who Arrow is? Because he's like a very famous actor and it's really funny because I know that he did. uh, He was in Good Omens as well with David Tennant. I'm pretty sure it's Michael Sheen. Yes, it is Michael Sheen. For some reason, he's only listed in Breaking Dawn Part 2 on Google. (laughs) That's really funny. He's like, I don't want to be remembered for anything else. Just Breaking Dawn Just Part 2. the worst one. Um, I do love this scene. I was like, me and the homies walking into emo night. Like, when they're just walking Genuinely through. us entering emo night. <laughs> I freaking love the Voltori scene. Everything with the Voltori, I absolutely love. I eat that shit up. Um, but then Bella's like, I could protect you if you changed me. Which is such strange foreshadowing because, spoiler alert for Breaking Dawn, everybody, we find out when Bella is turned into a vampire, she has the ability called Shield, which is why Edward can't read her mind. She's a shield, essentially. God, holy shit. I'm realizing how. So that was just a wild. The books were not done by the point these movies were out, by the way. For the record, by the by. Right. The movies were coming out with the books. So Twilight was out. It was great. New Moon was out. It did great. The fi- series was not finished when New Moon came out. I don't think that it was finished when Eclipse came out. Hold on. I think it was a... Hold on. Okay. So Twilight, New Moon came out in 2009. Mm-hmm. The book Eclipse was released in 2007. And then the Eclipse yeah. movie was in 2010. So no, they all of the books were released before the, the movies because Breaking Dawn was released August 2nd, 2008. And the oh. movie Twilight was released in 2008. So they came out the same year, but they did but um I'm trying to find a specific Breaking date Dawn that, came out in 2008. Breaking Dawn came out in 2008. Why did I think that it came out later? Because I remember, I am thinking specifically of, I think it's an eclipse where there is a diner scene. Stephanie Meyer is sitting there typing away on her laptop. It's Twilight. Is that scene in Twilight? Then? That because scene's she was in writing... Twilight. Okay, so she was writing Breaking Dawn in the Twilight movie because I was like okay. this huge fan and thing. Yeah. Okay, so then I missed it because I was so excited to see it and be like, she was writing Renesmee there. Damn, I, I missed think, it. Whatever. I think I noted that when I did these notes, but I think... I forgot to mention it because I got so, you know what it was? I got so angry about the ketchup <laughs> that I forgot That's to true. mention. We got really that. pissed off about the ketchup that we missed the creator. Anyway. Yes. So that, because I remember that. So that scene was in Twilight. So she yeah. was writing. So never mind then. It is really good foreshadowing because I don't think that she would have thought, I don't think that she thought out all of these books. I think that there was a little bit at least based on what she was saying, like in early Twilight days in interviews, that she had no control over the characters, essentially. Like that's how she would talk about the books. Like they were just doing whatever. It broke her heart that Edward would leave Bella. And I'm like, girl, you wrote this. She's a bit strange, but you know what? We forgive her because she gave us Twilight. We're going to jump ahead. We're going to go to the Cullen's house for Bella's birthday party. The party that Bella does not want to have, that she has been very vocal about not wanting to have, because she's very self-conscious about the fact that she's getting older and Edward is staying the same age and she does not like that she is now 18 years old. The movie harps on the fact that Bella hates being 18 so 
much. And granted, this is also a book thing. Like, I remember she was also hating it in the books because she didn't want to get older. But I will say, it was really hammering home. She did not like it. She was uncomfortable with it. There's, like, a line that Emmett says where it's like, ooh, older woman now. And it's like, Emmett is so dumb. (laughs) Emmett, I love you, you stupid, stupid boy. But shut the fuck up right now, dude. Just mm, zip it. But here's the thing. Alice really wanted Bella to be there because Alice loves to treat human beings like dolls. She likes to play Barbie with all of her living Barbie dolls because none of the Collins really wanted to be there either. Rosalie is like, I would rather be dead than here, actually. I don't want to do this. This is bullshit. I hate being a vampire. I hate you so much, Bella, because you want this. And it is a fate worse than death. Emmett's being a dick. Jasper's being a weird confederate in the corner. Like, it's not a fun party, but they're giving her these No, it's such an awkward party. It's so, and then Alice is like, oh, I took your camera and I'm taking pictures. And everyone's just like awkwardly standing there. Like, yeah, like, it's not just vampire stillness. It's they don't know what to do. And everyone's uncomfortable. Bella's having to open these gifts that she did not want, did not ask for. Um, She gets a new speaker, like stereo system for her truck that Emmett just went ahead and installed for her, which again, very nice. Which I also want to say, this doesn't happen in the movie, but in the book, she rips that thing out with her bare hands. Yeah, so clearly not very good installation, Emmett. And it's like a whole scene in the book, and it's so, I I don't know why, but I remember that scene so clearly. I'm really upset that they took that out because I do think in the book she was angrier. I think she had a lot more emotions than just depressed, but the movie just went catatonic. The the movie went, and I think that's another reason why they, there was these tropes of Kirsten Stewart just being like deadpan all the time. I think so. I mean, there's also the very classic. Uh, 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 yeah. Yes. Um, In this movie and like the weird hair touching and like kind of twitchiness. But then we have to open Carlisle and Esme's gift. And I think it's supposed to be plane tickets to Jacksonville or something. Something like but that. Bella tries to open it. She cuts herself so deeply. She is now gushing blood. Like she is dripping blood, which this is girl, insane. This it's girl bleeds so easy. She should really get that checked out by a doctor. That she should not check like bleed that easily. Um Jasper starts freaking out because there's blood. Alice goes up to him and is like, shh, 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 shh. no, this isn't you. Calm down, my silly little goose. Like, trying to gentle parrot him. Before that, we have this whole sequence where Edward jumps in front of Bella and pushes her back. And Bella yeah. goes flying into the fucking wall. Flying into the... No, she hits a glass table a glass and then the table wall. table and then the wall. And Alice is like, it's, it's, sh- it's okay. It's only it's blood. Okay. It's okay. It's only blood. And then, and then she's around. like, blood. And looks and is like, I need to leave too. Well, because now it's not just a paper cut. Now Bella is gushing blood out of a gaping yeah, wound in her arm. Yeah. So only Carlisle can like go help her. He's like, go talk down Jasper. He's only going to listen to you. He feels so terrible and bad. I'm like, no one thought. For maybe a second, for maybe two seconds, this party that Bella doesn't want, when she's very accident prone, maybe don't give her like gifts to open if it's not like a little bag that she just tosses 
tissue paper out of because she will hurt herself. But maybe, maybe for a second, just don't do the thing that she says, please don't do. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Instead of forcing her to continuously do this thing and be put on parade and be played with like a little doll because you're bored, Alice. You want to play human? Stop it. <laughs> Bella really is just fully surrounded by people who make decisions for her. It's terrible. It really and to kind is. of jump forward, to kind of jump forward near the end of the movie, because there's that voting scene where it's like, we can vote. You know what I want. I want to be a vampire. I want to be a vampire. I want to be a vampire. All in favor say aye. And everyone goes around and Alice is like, I've always considered you my sister. I want you to be a vampire with us. Everyone's going around. The only two people who say no, I want you to remain human, Rosalie and Edward. Only two people. And they're like, no, you can, you should not do this. Rosalie's like, I did not want this life for myself. I would have never chose this. If there was anyone to have said no for me, I would have taken that chance. I would have rather been dead. I do not want this life. I do not want you to have this life. And we learn more about Rosalie's like backstory. It's yeah. quite tragic, quite sad. Yeah. And then Edward's like, I want you to live. I think that this is a prison. I think that this is hell on earth. I do not want you to become a monster. Please stay human. Which here's the kicker. It doesn't even matter at that point. At that point that they're doing a little vote is so symbolic and just for show because the Volturi said, if you don't turn her into a vampire, we fucking will and then we'll kill you. So see you see at the wedding. Can't wait for the cake. Uh, get turning, please. No one listens to Bella and what she wants and lets her do anything. No, and I think that it, is a crime. Like, Literally, no one in the Cullen family. Jacob did. Baby Jacob did. Werewolf Jacob yeah. does not. The tribe does not. The Volturi does not. Like, no one lets Bella have agency for what she wants. Which, even if we jump back now, we're at the party thing. Edward won't even, like, make out with her. She's like, the only thing I want from you is to know you biblically and he says no absolutely not which it's also just this weird thing where it's like he could have kept her human had he just fed into those desires like no one thinks for two seconds he's supposed to be this genius with a million medical degrees and it's like did you not think for maybe a single second with your noggin if I make out with Bella, she will stay human because the only thing she actually wants is to be with me. And she thinks the only way to be with me is to be a vampire. I mean, how much of that is his control, though? Like him being unable to control himself. Listen, I know that this author was Mormon, so it's like zero control. <laughs> right? I get it. All I'm saying, and I even have like... I have this note where it's no one seems to consider that it's not if it's not the bloodlust from the vampires, it's going to be that she's human. She's incredibly fragile in comparison to them. She's going to get sick and die. She's going to get old and die. Which she brings up to him. Yeah. And the only thing she's like, the only thing I want from you tonight right now is to kiss me. All she wants is to be with Edward and Edward can't put two brain cells together. No one in the Cullen family can put two brain cells together to be like, Edward, if you let her hit, she will stay human for you. Dude, trust me on this. All she wants. 
Also, I just need to say Carlisle is so religion coded. Like we I already know, went over we, this. Joseph I know we Smith went we went over this, but he's not officially. He's not officially based off of Joseph Smith, but he is so like all I want to do is help people. I'm a good person. I never once even yeah. considered eating. Like so just good like re- very religion coded and then the and then this is also when we get into this whole what i think is the weirdest plot point of all of this is that edward is obsessed with where his soul is going to go and is then therefore obsessed yeah. with where bella's soul is going to go yeah and, and that's here's the thing it doesn't seem to be just edward in this movie this also seems to be something that jacob struggles with is the idea he's now a monster and he's now also going to hell because he's a werewolf. Which is an interesting... Con- like, he doesn't say that he's going to hell, but he's like, I'm a monster, I'm not human, you're better off without me. And it it really echoes what Edward is saying. I think it's different... If we want to take this, like, as accurately as possible, it's different because I'm going to have to do a lot deeper digging than just because the Quillute tribe is now so tied up with twilight yes and they don't get a single cent from this franchise i because what i wanted to look up is whether or not they had a belief in their version of heaven or hell like like if we wanted to look at it accurately we would have to look into that but we shouldn't even have to we shouldn't even worry about looking at it accurately because obviously no, because that's Stephanie not going to be considered in this. Yeah, that's not something that is going to be considered by. Which I want to clarify. Jacob never says that he's yes. going to hell. Right. He but just he repeats. also just is struggling with this loss of humanity. And what we see a lot with loss of humanity and this monster genre is they no longer see themselves as human. Bella should go to heaven. Um, I will also say I am taking some leaps and bounds because I know that the author is Mormon that it's just the entire story is going to follow this Mormon belief underlying kind of. Do you think Stephanie Meyer admits that she's a monster fucker? No. Oh shit. Someone should tell her. Um, here's the thing. I think that a lot of monster fuckers will be able to like talk themselves out of it. If they are into vampires and werewolves because they have human forms if they're into humanoid monsters they'll talk themselves out of it but i gotta be right. so honest and i think a lot of people know this twilight was the gateway for a lot of monster fuckers oh it absolutely was and you can tell with like media that was inspired by twilight anyway 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 anyway, anyway. so it's the first time he tells her he loves her oh that's true i kind of didn't even care about that because i knew where it was going and i knew a scene was coming up um that i wanted to talk about but if you want to talk about that i love you go for that's it. it i just he's okay. you know his abuse is still going strong he's being very abusive in this moment he's incredibly emotionally manipulative here she folds the picture in half yes we only see him and then she tapes it in there because she doesn't want to be seen in the picture with him which is weird because that's like how she knows that they were together and exist is like this picture well because in the book she talks about how she ruins it because of how beautiful he is yeah and like i understand the whole self-consciousness she's not like other girls she's ugly with brown hair 
but this was just like <laughs> such a stupid thing for her to do and i hated it i'm like just put a sticker over your face god damn but then we have this scene and this is the scene where i would like to apologize to the person i was originally watching it with back at the con a few years ago because she was having a very genuine emotional reaction she was actually crying she was genuinely upset she was going through something and crying at this movie and she cries at this movie every time apparently this is always the reaction she has because she really loves edward and thought this was such a sad scene and this is when i start cackling laughing thinking it's so stupid and outrageous this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen and it's when <laughs> edward's like i need to leave now I'm going, like, we need to leave. People are asking questions, so we're moving. And Bella's like, well, I got to find something to tell Charlie. Of course I would go with you. I'm not not going with you. And I want people to know that prom was in May. April. This is, in the books, it's May. Oh, in the books, it's May? Okay. Got it. So I'm counting May. Um, also, like there was a little bit of a time skip in the movie because all the main stuff happens in April, but then prom is in May because remember Mike's like, I know it's in a month. So that would be May. But she moved in March and I thought everything in the movie happened in March. And then prom was in April. So no, we did this last time too. So she moved in the middle of the semester because the movie had to shift things around. I'm not a hundred percent sure why, but she would have moved in March yeah, because she says March, middle of the semester. Yeah. Um, it takes a few weeks for her to like actually talk with Edward, get all of the stuff prepared, like so talk that with for, him, whatever. So we're supposed to assume that weeks go by in that. So yeah, weeks, days, because they also go on like that camping trip. He's fucks off to Alaska for a little while. He's gone. Okay, right? got it. And I'm on track. Then it's April when a lot of stuff is happening. They go get their dresses. They start really going on dates. Because that's when Mike asks her and then she's like, no, you should go out with Jessica instead. This all happens in April. Okay. Then okay. May is when prom is. Okay. Got it. Okay. So if we count May. Okay. June. Uh-huh. July. Uh-huh. August. Uh-huh. September. Uh-huh. Five months. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know some people are going to be like, well, technically it's six because they got together in April. Okay. But I'm saying, I'm saying that the true relationship, they are in it together. They both accept that they are together, like together, together. They are dating, dating starts in May. It starts with prom because I think that because Bella in her mind, that's when she was going to be turned into a vampire. She didn't know she was going to prom in the book. She thought she was going to be turned into a vampire. Prom was a pleasant surprise for edward not for her she was not pleased about that but even if we do give them the benefit of the doubt and we do say six months it has been six months i don't want my soul without you bella's saying i would rather die i would rather be a vampire i don't want to live with you without you this life that i have garbage dumpster fire of a life you are the only thing that makes it worth living and edward's like i actually don't love you that much I hate you now. I'm going to move with my family, even though I just told you I love you and I'm always going to be there for you. I'm going to yeet myself out this bitch. Bye. Then she has a nap in the woods. 
She tries to follow him. He's too fast or whatever. She just goes real deep into the woods, takes a nap. So here's the thing. And this is the moment in which my little mentally ill brain, you're cackling, which, yes, I, I watched this moment. I'm and I laughing. Went, I she's cackling. could not stop laughing. I am having the moment in which I went, uh-oh, this has to be something we talked to the therapist about now because I watched that scene and I went, Oh no. Was oh, it too relatable? It was way too relatable. She just walks into the woods and takes a nap where there are wolves and there's allegedly something killing things out there, according well, to Charlie. She doesn't just walk out there to take a nap. She collapses. Yeah, no, she like goes, she walks like the entire day to try to find Edward in the woods. And then she just, like, she collapses. She's sleeping. Then a shirtless man carries her back home. We find out that's Sam. And we're like, thanks, Sam. You're the best. You're such a good guy. Thank you uh, so, so, so much. And then we get my favorite scene in cinema. And this is an unironic favorite scene in cinema. I think oh. that this is so beautifully done. Yeah, no, I agree. This scene. She sits in the chair. Oh, the camera spins around her. And that is how we know it's just circle. Oh my God. I keep hitting my mic. We, it just is circling around her. And we see and the we seasons see changing. Window, we see life go October, on. And then we saw November and we see like, we see the seasons she going by stays the same. She is just oh. there, but she is getting progressively like more gaunt. Like we can see that she's not eating. We can see so much about what her character is going through. She's catatonic. And then we know, like, in the middle of the night, she will wake up screaming from nightmares. And we see progressively that Charlie comes in and he's running and he's so terrified. Like, he wants to take care of her to Poor the point where Charlie. he just starts sleeping downstairs because it wakes him up, too. And it's the same nightmare over and over again. It's always this very vivid screaming. He has to wake her up from it. And it is so beautiful and cinematic. And she's like, the pain is my only reminder. She's super dramatic. She has this fight afterwards with Charlie because Charlie's like, I don't know what to do with you. I'm terrified for you. Your mom's terrified for you. We are sending you to go live in Jacksonville with her. You are moving. And she's like, I'm never leaving Forks. So I'm never going to leave. She um, she also, during this time, we, we learned that she is emailing Alice She's yes. sending emails to Alice. They're coming back undelivered. Yep, so can't Alice deliver. is not receiving them. But she's emailing Alice this whole time. And it's we get a lot of the what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like uh over like dialogue overlay. What is the word? Voiceover? Voiceover. Thank Jesus. Fuck. A lot of the voiceover we get from Bella is emails that she's sending to Alice. That's how we're getting yes. these thoughts. I also just want to say it back jumping back just a little bit into the woods when he's breaking up with her. Kristen Stewart's eyelashes have no fucking right. Kristen Stewart has no right. Kristen Stewart. Like she's gorgeous. Even when she's like in the most depressed state that she is in the entire movie, she still looks beautiful and gorgeous and stunning. And it's just I, how does she do it? Uh, that's on being queer. It truly is. It really is. So she gets into this argument with Charlie and Charlie's like, I'm really worried about you. And she goes, actually, I'm, it's a girl's night doing a girl's night going shopping with Jessica. 
So then she has to mm-hmm. call Jessica and be like, hey, want to hang out? It's Bella. Yeah, Bella Swan, which it kind of made me sad that like within her entire social group, no one went to like go sit with her and hang out with her. But I kind of get that she was isolating herself. I get that she was I just isolating that was sad. herself. I, I do agree that it's sad, but I think it was and I think it's discussed more in the books. I think there's a point in which they just stopped trying. I think so, too. And, like, yeah. I understand that the movie can only show so much. Yes. But I was just like, it's so sad. I also, while watching this, I was like, she should have moved to Jacksonville because it's not like Renee would have paid attention to her. And she could have become a vampire hunter to track down Edward. She was Straight not up, thinking she, about that. She was. She couldn't think. She's like, I have to stay in Forks in case Edward comes back. I'm like, Edward will find you anywhere, girly pop. Yeah. But yeah. So I just need to say, Jessica's a fucking star. I love Jessica. Oh, God. Anna Kendrick Anna is Kendrick. so great. They go see this zombie movie. Yes. And Jessica, like, she and Jessica come out, and Jessica's, like, so annoying. She's like, is it a thing on leprosy? Because I have a cousin with leprosy, and it's not funny. Like, so offended. Is it, like, capitalism? Like, oh, like, so good. Like, way to just, like, congratulate yourself. Like, she's so annoyed. I'm like, she can be the third host. <laughs> I so Jessica I need, can be the third host. So we have a flash, a memory flashback, and I just need to say the blue tint on that memory flashback is so fucking funny. It's jarring. It's from the orange tint to the blue it's tint so and jarring, like the shaky cam. You know they did it on purpose because like oh, you know the movie itself was not that blue. <laughs> and then we get the <sighs> fuck. We get the first thing, the first moment of Phantom, Phantom Edward. Edward. Yes. <laughs> Phantom Edward! Which again, this is also the scene where she just completely tunes out Jessica, who's talking. Ditches Jessica, by the way, to go talk to these motorcycle guys because so, she likes to see Edward. So Bella is like, hey, I think I know those guys. And I need to say that Jessica says the most cursy response fucking ever. She goes, they seem great. Can we go? <laughs> That is absolutely <laughs> something I think I have said in my lifetime. She said that, and I went, Kirsty, you were in this movie? Why didn't you tell me? Uh, it's time time the truth came out. I actually wrote this screenplay. No! That, that line specifically, that was me. questions for you. <laughs> I, I really had to fight to keep that line in followed by when jessica calls him homeboy i had to fight for oh, my life my to keep that God. one in there because <laughs> that was just me as well so you wrote all of jessica's lines yeah uh jessica based on me actually so bella does not listen to jessica she walks away mm-hmm. from her does not listen to mm-hmm. phantom edward phantom edward is standing there going don't do this don't be reckless bella responds to phantom edward by the way out loud and these biker guys are like, okay, we love crazy girls, but this one might be too much, actually, though. <laughs> Still takes her on a motorcycle ride. I am in awe that those men were still like, no, you're insane. Like, they didn't just be like, no, you're insane. You can go over there now, actually. Go back to your friend, crazy lady. They take her on, and then she goes on a very short trip around on the motorcycle. It's very, not very, very long. Very short. No, because she like, basically they go down the road and then she's like, okay, take me back. So he takes her back. She gets off immediately goes back up to Jessica. Who, by the way, is a fucking homie because she stayed. And she was I would like, have dipped. 
I would not have been standing around. I think it's just Port Angeles, so I don't think it's that big of a town. It's not that granted. big of a town, but still, like, but still, like, I'm not going to stand around in the middle of the night by myself when there's still the rest of the biker guys there. And also, I don't know your them. Friend who hasn't talked to you in three months just got on the yeah. back of one of those motorcycles, like. She honestly, it like it also pr- probably shows that it's not that lo- it wasn't that long of a motorcycle ride, but still, like, I think Jessica's response, yeah, also very appropriate, very valid. No, I think Jessica's the best, response the best response valid. of the entire movie series, actually. I think Jessica's one of the only characters who has appropriate responses to things. No, that was a very appropriate reaction to what just happened. A hundred percent. But now Bella seems to have been hit by an adrenaline bug. She's an adrenaline junkie. Yes. And what does she do? She goes and buys two motorcycles. Who does she take them to, Margot? Jacob Black. And then we get the best line in the entire series. Where the, the hell, hell have you been, been Loka? Loka? Where the uh, hell have you been, Loka? Where the hell have you been, Loka? Uh, I do have to say, Taylor Lautner can rock some long hair. He did He did a pretty good job with it. Um, the, the wig itself, a little tragic, but he he looks okay with it. So did you know that they almost recast Jacob for the second movie? That's because- right! Yeah, so they almost recast Jacob with, um, I was seeing on the internet that it was Tyler Posey uh, from Teen Wolf. Yeah, so they almost recast him, like, Tyler Posey as Jacob Black because the directors were, and casting people were like, oh, well, he's going to be too scrawny. We need Jacob to be absolutely jacked. And Taylor Lautner, from the end of Twilight uh, to the beginning of New Moon, just started working out and, like, hitting the gym really really hard so he could bulk up and then his casting agent was like hey just take another look at this kid then tell us what you think and they he got to keep it because he was able to bulk up so quickly well which is so funny to me because the true stands know taylor lautner has been active and athletic his entire life yeah but he wasn't jacked and there needed to be that physical transformation but he he very easily like could have done that he was which always is very why it's mean. so interesting but i think they wanted someone like much bigger i think that they interesting like, in the first movie i will say he was i don't want to say he was scrawny because he was not scrawny i feel like he was very but he was wearing like very oversized clothes so he yeah. looked smaller he looked younger um and that's why i think that they wanted to recast him they wanted someone older so that he could be beefier and then taylor Gautner was like watch this and then he got really taylor deep. lautner said i did not become shark boy so that you wouldn't give me jacob black yeah because i'm he sorry he was keeping that he said i know that he there kept- is going to be a line so iconic that it will change generations to come and i will be the one to say it god damn it and then he did oh my goodness also his throwaway line age is just a number baby yeah so here's the thing this is my note after bella where the hell you been loca when did jacob start to feel the pull towards renesme i think it was when he started to feel the werewolf thing so coming on he always had a crush on bella then even before he was a werewolf yes he's always had a crush on bella and then they try to write it away explain it away 
by saying he imprinted, he always knew he was always drawn to her because of Renesme. This baby that doesn't exist yet. This, because here's the thing. Women are born with all of the eggs in their body that they will ever have. We do not produce more eggs, right? So technically, yes. Okay. Bella has Renesme in her little ovaries. And that's why Jacob was always drawn to her. But my question is, when did that pull start? Did he just have a crush on her when they were making mud pies? Or did he always feel this connection? Because he was always born as a wolf. He was always going to be a wolf. It just needed to wolf out that one time. Well, I don't think so. Because here's the thing. He he does make a comment later on when he explains the wolf thing. That he says, they the wolves, the the... The members of the Quiute tribe do not turn into wolves until a vampire shows up nearby. So if the Cullens never showed up, none of them would have ever turned into wolves. But because the Cullens are there, they start turning into wolves. Which, which how, how long were the Cullens there? That's my next question is when were the Cullens there? Like what, because my assumption is, so the Cullens showed up. And that's when Sam started changing. Which, how long would that have been? Because he's, Sam's engaged to this girl. And I have to assume that she is at least somewhat like other girls and dated him first before agreeing to be engaged. I think so, yes. And like, we also know he, Wolf, like, because he was also dating someone else. Huh? Sam, Sam was dating Leia. Oh my God, I forgot about that. (laughs) Holy shit! Yeah, he broke up with her. They, I think they were supposed to be engaged. Like, they were very close in a very deep relationship. Then Sam turned into a wolf, dumped Leia to be with Emily. I think that's her name, Emily. Yeah. So that is how that happened, right? At what point? And then they, st- so also, 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 werewolves stop aging until they find their mate. So for as long as there could very there could be a situation because it's not like they lose their werewolf ability is my understanding. There is the potential that when the Cullens first showed up in Forks, which again this timeline does not make sense for the flashback scene. The we've clothing, already yeah we've already determined that this entire timeline makes zero sense. When all the vampires would have been turned would have been together, was wrong. Yeah, we're building this off of a, a timeline that is already inaccurate. If they were there and then people turned into werewolves, those werewolves continue to not age. So there are probably hidden amongst the tribe werewolves who can't go anywhere because it's like their tribe, it's their family. Where are they supposed to go? But they're not aging, which is weird. So it doesn't make sense that now Jacob is turning because the vampires have left, like the Cullens have left, unless you're trying to say that because Victoria is still running around, he's going to turn. And I wonder if that's what, if it has something to do with the fact that the Cullens are maybe, we, I think one thing that would help answer this is to know how long Sam was a werewolf. One. Yeah. How long? maybe more of the boys are becoming werewolves because one of Jacob's friends turned as well over the course of them making the bikes so i'm wondering if more of them are turning because 
Victoria is Victoria. leaving and coming back and leaving and coming back. And it's causing more of them to turn. Which they also really don't say because it could be a thing where one vampire, one wolf. So Victoria is what would have changed Jacob. But then like the, the Cullens. Yeah, then we would need a lot more wolves. And there. at this point, we only have four, right? There are more wolves, I think, that we will get to learn and show up and like meet and everything because it's a not a huge pack but like i would say a good handful but it's not like i don't know like it doesn't this wolfie thing does not make sense in the movies like you have to just kind of accept it and roll with it but taking what i know about the book which is that the vamp like the werewolves stop aging as well they are also essentially immortal because that was like another thing leia was not having periods anymore she could not have children and that was like this other whole thing where it's like, well, what man wants to be with me? I'm infertile. And it's like, oh, my God, Avengers and Avengers. Joss Whedon, did you take notes from Twilight for Black Widow? Oh, my goodness. But then for Jacob to be like, oh, well, now that I'm with Renezme and I've imprinted on Renezme and she's my mate. Don't worry. It's totally platonic until she turns 18 it's all cool it's all great it's all fine and also i never actually loved you bella because we need to resolve this love triangle because it's weird that i'm in love with your daughter i was always just in love with renesme at what point does that start because there would have been no werewolves when jacob was born or no vampires when jacob was born so he would not have been a werewolf right. so we're building a house of cards here i'm gonna care like this is fragile at the best okay yeah. What I'm going to do, I'm going to put one little card right on top to try and maybe put this together. So my one little card here, I think that Jacob had an innocent crush on Bella as everyone else in the town did, you know, Steve, Mike and Eric. And like, I think that he was a product of the new girl. But then I think when he started changing, the imprinting started happening. I think that un before that, it was just they were friends. And then he had like an innocent crush on her. But I think the actual like yeah. imprint of it was not until he started turning into a vampire. I'm sorry, which, a werewolf. Yeah, which, what, what triggers that? Because I feel like that, I, I'm kind of jumping ahead here uh, to talk about when Bella goes to the movies with Mike and jacob because bella kind of once she starts to become right. friends with jacob she starts re-entering her other social group um things do start looking up she's finally kind of cutting herself yeah. off from edward she's accepting this is how life is she's moving forward um she kind of stops having bad dreams um yeah they're so working like, on the bike project they're they working on so the bike happy. there's a moment where she throws a pizza slice at him and i just need to know why anyone would do that i'm like can you imagine if i walk up to pay for like pizza and i turn around and throw a slice at you from across the room i'm kind of mad like that would have been a waste of money and a waste fucking of pizza. right also, why so, are you like, throwing shit at me bro she also i do need to say she calls jacob jake yes she calls oh. him jake um calls him jake charlie begs her to date anybody else is like please be happy we have sam and his cult edward and his cult bella just wants to be a part of a cult cool 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 so we also this is when we first learn how to, about sam 
And then we get the first scene with the bikes. They try out the bikes. Bella's yes. fucking insane. Bella is she insane. Does not she needs a helmet. The she fact that anyone helmet. lets that woman anywhere without a helmet. She should be but in a helmet like all the time at this rate. She apologizes for bleeding, mm-hmm. which is such an interesting thing. She, to me, because she's, she apologizes for bleeding, which is the one thing that proves that she is human. The one thing that Edward is supposed to love about her is the fact that she's human. And she apologizes as if it is such a huge inconvenience. And Jacob goes, you're apologizing for bleeding, which like the way he says it is like, why, why are you apologizing for being alive? You can't control that. You just got hurt. Of course you're bleeding. Yeah. Like, and I feel like if you were to take clips and show it to someone who's never seen these movies in Twilight and been like, why do you think she's apologizing for bleeding? Someone would say, well, she clearly likes this guy and she was clearly abused in a previous relationship where she has to apologize for things completely out of her control. And now we see Bella back with her social group. Like, I think that realizing that bleeding is not an inconvenience is what cements her moving on to Ed, like from Edward to Jacob. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah. And now we have to talk about the next most important thing that happens in the scene, which is that Jacob takes his shirt off. Yeah. Uh, I do not think that is a sanitary way to, to clean a head wound. Also, the you fact just ripped off I'm sorry. Of shirt. Well, we need to break this down. He stands up. The camera follows him to stand up, follows him, lift his shirt off, and then comes back down again to look at him. Like, it is the most like, you're going to look at this shirtless man now. <laughs> Um, he's a minor, I think, when this is being filmed. Being filmed? He was a minor. Because that was actually something I was going to look up, is how old um, he I was. Don't, wanna, don't quote me on that. I just know that he had spoken about being 17 and, like, being considered, like, one of the sexiest men alive. And, like, how it was really damaging to have all of these much older women being, like, he he's 17. so, so sexy. He was a minor. 17. So we watch that. Whenever people in the future watch that, when people listen to this episode, I want us to remember that Hollywood was built on the back of pedophiles and he is a minor. It began filming when he was 16. So he wasn't even like almost 18. He was, he turned 17 on the set. Yes. Correct. So I want us to remember that. Because I do think that this movie does a lot of shirtless scenes. We see Edward Cullen shirtless. We see Jacob shirtless. We see a lot of wolves shirtless. And I don't think that there is anything inherently wrong with movies catered towards women having half-naked men. I think it's fine. We Go ahead. You're raising your hand. Kristen Stewart was 19. Oh, my God. She was a child. She was a she baby. She was a wee babe. And also, Robert Pattinson was 23. Wow. But yeah, so I want us to remember that Taylor Lautner in this movie was a minor. Um, While I have no issue with movies that cater to female audiences and show shirtless men, I do think that it was a very icky choice to have so many shirtless scenes when he was 17. 16, 17 years old. I think that's really weird. I I think it's pretty gross. I will note that he has less than the other werewolves. He is shirtless less than the other werewolves. By like True. two scenes, and then I think, and then I think that he turns eighteen, so then it stops being weird. Uh, and he's to just shirtless have, all the time, it's, and then he's just shirtless all the time. Yeah, I do want us to remember that because I remember being in middle school, this movie coming out, losing my mind about it, 
and like all the girls being like oh my god he's so hot oh my god the shirtless pictures and i think that it's fine for middle school girls to look at a 17 year old in a teen movie like that i think i think that's the thing yeah it middle school high school girls looking at a 17 year old shirtless being like wow so cute we all did that with well not we all but like people did that with like justin bieber whatever like in the j14 magazines but a grown-ass woman not the same thing nope it's really weird to be an adult watching that and being like "Mm, he is a he's child anyway so kristen stewart was 18 when she filmed twilight that doesn't surprise me like she looks incredibly little like she, she looks young she does she looks it's pretty just, baby i assumed that she was at least in her 20s and was at least a couple years older she's the age that bella is supposed to be yeah wow i'm sorry which I'm... here's the crazy thing is that means that taylor lautner is also the age that jacob is supposed to be yeah holy shit if only Edward Cull, like if only Rob Pattinson had really put in the effort, became a vampire, <laughs> lived a hundred years, then circled back. It would have been so, then it would have had so accurate. But moving on from the bike thing, yes. from the shirtless scenes, we now are at the lunch scene. Yeah. Yes. We're at the lunch scene. Mike is fucking hilarious. He Mike- gets rejected pretty hard Mike's, by Bella. Mike is like, oh my God, it's the first time she sat down and talked to us in months. I'm going to shoot my shot right out of the gate. I'm not going to yep. get, we're going to You want to go see a movie? Let's go see a movie. He I suggests saw- a romance movie and she's like, no. The names of these movies. Did you write down what the movies were called that they were talking about? No, I'm going to be so honest. I was so distracted by Bella rejecting Mike in such a oblivious way. I need to tell you. Do you know what the romance movie was that he suggested? What was it? Love spelled backwards is love. Oh, that's right. Love spelled backwards is still love. And then there was the thriller Face Punch. Yep. God, those are such terrible things. <laughs> it's so funny. Can we please get merch that has love spelled backwards as love on it? <laughs> okay, do you remember being a kid and like um, going to get the newspaper and looking at the movie times and it's like you would see yep. like your mo- local movie theater mm-hmm. and like the yeah. old time. What I want is a shirt like that or like an old school, like same with uh, Stranger Things, like that old school marketing yes. where it has the different movies playing at different times. That's that's exactly that's exactly what I'm picturing, and it has it we has. We can do a special fucking... edition for Halloween that says "Eternal Summer Party Podcast for Sluts." Yes, <laughs> with Steve cleaning it off. Yes, Ugh. I mean generic '80s boy cleaning it off. Please don't copyright oh, us. Oh my Denver's. god! So yes, oh, Bella god, rejects so Harden immediately. Asks everyone else hey want to go see a movie let's go see this movie and then we get to the movie theater mm-hmm. uh jacob is there and mike is there they are so aggressive towards each other they are both third wheeling the other person and they are being so aggro this is also a moment in which we say this is a self-insert oh god that was my note this is such a self-insert moment i'm really glad I'm really <laughs> glad that we had that same thought. 
Because both of them are sitting there in the movie theater. Bella's sitting in the middle of them, and both of them are sitting there with their hands up like this. They're chilling with their hands up, ready for her to take one of them. Ready for her to hold their hands. Begging, right? But we find out that no one else from the table can go. Jessica bailed. Um, I don't think that the other two, like the other two were. Erica got sick. And no, not Erica. Eric got sick. No. And Angela stayed sick. Angela got sick. And Eric. Eric. Yeah. Eric and Angela stayed sick. Whatever. Yes. Yeah. 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 They're just the friends. They don't care. We don't care about them. They're humans. Who gives a shit? Jessica should have been in this moment. I'm just saying that. Jessica should have been. She would have been rolling her eyes. She would have been given some great context. Oh, my Um, God. They leave the movie. Mike loses, essentially, because he couldn't handle the gore. He goes and throws up. Jacob is so shitty about that. I was like, I feel bad for Mike. He's also supposed to be like a child in this movie. He's just a teenager. Well, and Some also, people can't handle gore. It's gross. And it's not even that he can't handle gore. It's said later in the book, at least, he got the stomach bug that Angela had. Like The thing is, there's like supposed to be some stomach flu going around. So he's yeah. probably actually sick. He is. Because I, I do remember but that as part of the book because then be Bella's like, oh, movie. then Jacob got sick with the same thing. Like, it makes sense. Like, so it's a gory movie. He can't handle. Except for Jacob is supposed to have mono. Like, it doesn't really matter. Whatever. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where I was just like, I feel really bad for Mike because he is so earnestly just trying to go after Bella. He genuinely likes this girl and he keeps just making a fool of himself. And then Jacob is so fucking mean. And then there's this entire confession scene where it's like, I want you to want me. I want you to oh wait for me, but I cannot be God. with you. Like, and he's like, I'll wait for you. I also, you know, it's this back and forth about how they both love each other and they're just circling around each other. Do you know what this is? What is this? This is the moment in which every man got taught, if I just keep pursuing her, eventually she'll say yes. If I say I'll wait around for you and I'll wait until you're ready and I'll always be there and I'm your best friend and I'll never leave you like he did. I'm a good guy. Then Think they'll love black me. black made nice guys. And the thing is, I also think that this entire scene, because it's not like it's a bad confession No, to it's each just other. what happens is she says, He's I, also so respectful of that boundary by being like, I will wait for you. I understand. I really care about you. I am happy just being your friend right now. I will never leave you. And I'm like, this is why people are Team Jacob. I understand it. It's this I moment. get it. This I get it. I 100% understand why people are Team Jacob. Like, 100%, I get it. But, like, here's mm-hmm. the thing is, like, she's like, I can't do this. And he goes, I'm not going to stop pursuing you. And she says, I don't want you to stop. And I'm like, yeah. You're teaching yeah. men to not listen when you say no. Hey, hey, for every guy out there who listens to this podcast, maybe your girlfriend sent you this clip. Maybe you're some guy who is like, oh, this girl sent me this podcast. She's probably my best friend. Spoiler alert, you're probably the worst enemy. Please listen to this part <laughs> right here, right now. If she is not interested, leave her alone. If she says no, that means no. Just leave her alone. There are other people in the world who probably like you more than this girl who's like, hey, listen to this shitty podcast about New Moon. <laughs> no other episode. Specifically, this point. Okay, homie, guess what? This is your sign. She is not interested in you. Yeah. Not interested. Leave her alone. 
go after someone else. Or maybe go to therapy and work on yourself first, become a better version of you. Maybe blah, start blah, seeing blah, women leave as her alone. and not just an object, you know? like So true. So true. Do that too. So Do that bestie. too. Anyway, this has been really fun. This has been Dating Advice with Kirsty and Margo on a Journal Summer <laughs> Podcast. Summer <laughs> Party Podcast. Anyways. Um, we have that bonkers confession scene. Also, another thing. He says, I know what he did to you. I gotta be so for real. I, I didn't really do anything. <laughs> like, oh, but he saw the bite mark on her forearm. So, so he's I think assuming he, that that's from Edward. He's assuming it's from Edward, which here's the thing. Technically, he did have to suck out the venom, so he did have to bite. Like, Wait, but did, bite he her. didn't see that at that point, right? He saw that at a different point. I'm pretty sure he saw it ahead of time. I thought he saw that after he turned into a werewolf. Oh. Regardless. Regardless. I also, here's the thing. It could be about the bite mark. It could be be about the bite mark. It could also be Charlie talking to Jacob's dad and being like, I am so worried about my daughter. She's comatose. She's heartbroken by this guy. And I think that could also be, if it's not the bite mark, which you might be right. I think that might be later. It could very well be Jacob saying, I know how badly he hurt you. I know exactly what kind of fucked up shit he did. I will never do that. And then he immediately does that. Right. But I just have to also point out, Edward, they dated for six months, Max. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Edward moved away. That's what he did. Like, to, to clarify this horrible fucked up thing that he did, he moved away. That's what he did. Yes. A monster. Truly. I- and unredeemable character in my eyes i i just want to stress that point that this being like he was so terrible to you this whole thing that jacob is like edward's so awful even before becoming a werewolf all the guy did was leave like i just i which okay let's pretend like jacob probably doesn't even know that he's like that edward's a vampire right he doesn't know that at this this point he does not know right so this is just a teenager moving away with his family. Yeah. That's literally that all is it is. That's thing that happens all the time. People normal. break up because of that. That is very, very normal. Bella's reaction is what isn't normal. That is not a normal reaction. No. Right? But this entire thing of like, I know what he did to you. I'll never do it. Um, Mike comes out. It's like, oh, I have the stomach flu. I think, you know, I was kind of feeling sick before the movie, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Jacob just gets real weird aggressive with Mike. He gets Mike. really aggro. You're right. He gets so, so aggro. aggro. And they're like, whoa, buddy, what the fuck is going on here? Out of kind of nowhere, because it's like Mike comes back. He's like, you know, I don't feel good. I'm sick. What? You know, whatever. Whatever. Out of kind of nowhere. And I think it's because they were talking about it and like, something brought up the monster then there's this monster transformation we get it we get that there's a change so aggro yeah and then jacob for the rest of the movie gets really aggro very randomly i which i just have to say i like baby jacob better honestly this aggro jacob thing like this alpha male alpha wolf thing thing, not for me no not for me Mm -mm. i like baby jacob better but here's what I do like is that Bella does just kind of get up the courage and goes after Jacob. She does. So She's after like, she, hey, what the fuck? He bails. Yeah, so he bails immediately after 
promising he would never do that to her. I Fails. know. And she keeps getting this run around that he has mono, he's sick, he has mono. He's outside. He has a tattoo. He's got his short hair. She starts yelling at him. And I really appreciate that because she would have never yelled at Edward that way. Never. And she it's has also a nice because we're seeing emotion from her. Like genuine emotion that we have not seen from her yet in this movie. Yeah, like she's pissed. And she's pushing back like i was worried about you i thought you were too sick to go outside now you're hanging out with these guys because we see sam and his gang of guys walking in the background and you have a tattoo and you cut your hair and what's this like what the fuck is going on really giving him a lashing that i think was well overdue he just goes he just tells her to go away he basically yeah says, go, go away. away and so he runs and then leaves. she shows up at and her house she, later yeah then she goes to the meadow she goes to try and find the meadow she somehow finds it. It's dead. That's right. And then fucking Laurent shows up. Yeah, it's dead and she's having this whole moment, which I looked it up. This would have been March. So the meadow shouldn't have been that dead. It should have had like some growth, but also it would make sense. It's symbolically dead. It's symbolically dead, but also I'm like, that's just how seasons work, Bella. Bella, <laughs> the world does not revolve around you, Bella. But yeah, then Laurent comes up. Laurent shows up. And he's basically like, oh, hello, Bella. Um, yeah. Where are the Cullens? And she's like, and then fucking Phantom Edwards, like, lie. Lie better. <laughs> yes. Which, oh, I forgot. We didn't do this. Um, It's the it's not you, it's me line that Bella gets so pissed yes. off like they're breaking up. It's we forgot fucking... to mention that. And I need... Well, I she even to say says to him, you're was... breaking up with me? Yeah, like, she, he's treating it like it's this breakup. She's pissed at him. And, yeah. it's, and he's like, it's not you. Like, it's not you. And it's like, oh, let me guess. It's not you. It's me. Right? Like, she goes off on him, and I really appreciate that. Then she goes to the meadow. We see Laurent. We see yes. Phantom Edward, which, again, I think is a really good foreshadowing to her powers of shielding because she's projecting, like, protecting herself. Yeah, yeah. And the only way she can think of to protect herself is to have Edward tell her what to do. Yeah. Sad. So basically, Laurent is like, hey, Victoria's going to come kill you. I'm going to kill you as a favor to you because Victoria is going to torture you. So I'm going to just like be nice about it and kill you quickly. Because even real though quick, real simple, your real whole blood sings to Edward, you smell real good to the rest of us too. You are irresistible, not just to the entire town of Forks. But to every All of vampire the vampires, in the irresistible. <laughs> you Bella. are the most irresistible woman in the entire world. I just want you to know that, girly pop. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he looks over, and wolves. These giant fucking wolves. These wolves are what, like, let's say six feet tall on all fours, possibly yeah, bigger. Huge. Six feet wolves. minimum. Like Bella stands the shortest one. Bella looks directly in the eye, standing straight. Yes. The biggest one over six feet. Oh, yes. These fuckers are absolutely massive. And Bella, for once in her fucking life, makes the right decision and books it the fuck out of there. She runs. Laurent runs. uh, Wolves chase after him. Bella goes back and is like, Charlie, they're wolves. You would not believe this shit. They are wolves. It's not bears. It's wolves. I've seen them. And I've seen them and live to tell the tale. 
lived to tell the tale. She almost spills the beans that he was going after a vampire. Didn't. Um, as far as Bella knows, these are actual real life wolves as well. Yes. This is not werewolf. These are real and wolves. And she also assumes the wolves are dead. So she, so Charlie's like, hey, okay, let's go hunt some wolves. And she's like, oh no, those wolves are dead. Laurent has told Victoria, Victoria's coming for me. So now she's going, holy shit, I'm about to die. And then Charlie's like, stay at home. Yes. And then we get a little tip tapping on the door, on the window. And Jacob shows up and does the funniest acrobatics, the most early 2000s. You can tell this man was- Parkour. Parkour. (laughs) Honestly, that he didn't yell parkour is the only thing that I know. Like, this is a fantasy universe. He would have yelled parkour. Can we have the parkour meme, but it's Jacob? (laughs) Parkour. So he parkours, and then we have- this weird conversation in which Jacob is like I can't tell you but you know I've already told you you know you just have to remember of course you only remember the part about the pale faces yeah like it's so weird and I'm like why what the fuck are you talking about and then like we had in the first movie where she has a dream that makes her realize what Edward is she has a dream that reminds her what Jacob is and she is once again Mm -hmm. the smartest girl in the entire world and she figures it out all her on her own yep good for her then she goes back then she goes back and finds Jacob and this is when they come out of the woods this is when everything is so aggressive and I gotta be so for real I am on her fucking side I also would have slapped that goddamn man I would have slapped the fuck out of him they were being so aggro and for what for what well, okay, we know for what. The whole thing for what is because she's vampire no, no, girl. No, 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 Oh, she's human. But she was friends I don't give with a vampire. She wants to fuck a vampire. She's a human, right? But she's human and was abandoned. And I even have this in a note. They probably would have wanted to be her friend because she has such intimate knowledge on the fucking vampires that they want to kill so You know what? Bad. That's a good point. Okay. But why are they being so aggressive? They don't know that she knows yet. I think the thing is that this is the moment we can tell. We know what side Stephanie's on. We know which part of this triangle Stephanie has picked to win. The in every single instance in this down to the fact that we have the most fleshed out history of the Volturi. And we barely know shit about the werewolves and the Kuyu tribe, which one of those actually exists. And that's the least fleshed out part of this. I will say, for this to be the werewolf movie, we know way too much about vampires. But, again, we can only see so much. I know that there's going to be more werewolf stuff in the future, whatever, whatever. But they're so, so aggressive. And then Jacob comes up, turns in front of her. Everyone's turning into a werewolf in front of her. And it's like, oh my god, it's supposed to be a secret. And you guys turn into werewolves when you get really angry. Yet you walk around town being this aggressive so over everything. Aggressive. And you shirtless. have superhuman. All the goddamn time. Superhuman strength, Mr. Werewolf. This girl slaps you. It probably felt like a flick. Leave her alone. Take a deep breath. Count to 10 in the woods and get back to we me. We do okay? have that great shot also where he turns into a werewolf. Jacob is coming and running and Bella runs towards him. She jumps towards him. He jumps over her and turns Mm -hmm. into a wolf. That is a very good shot. Very cinematic. It is a really good shot. But I also, okay, so 
we'll talk about this in the next scene. So we have, okay, let them fight it out. Take Bella to Emily. So they take Bella to Emily and we meet Mm -hmm. Emily, Sam's fiance. They don't warn her about the facial scarring. They say, don't stare. It makes Sam upset. Yes. And so then we meet Emily. She's lovely. It's vampire girl and wolf girl. We have that little moment. And I just want to say, put a goddamn shirt on. Here's what I will say. In defense of them not wearing shirts, I think that their clothes do tear off. So it's easier for them to just drop trow and transform so they don't lose all of their clothes. That's, I, that's a very common thing with werewolves. I mean, we did see that. I mean, that was basically the joke that they were making in What, what we, we Do, do in, in the, the shadows. shadows. Yeah. So that doesn't bother me at all. Like, I, throw a shirt on, my guys. Throw a fucking shirt on. I understand you lose your clothes. Buy a pack of really shitty shirts at Walmart. I don't care. Like... Because this Learn to control the- your temper so you can take 10 seconds to undress yourself before you transform. Yeah, because here's the thing. Sam is an adult. None of the rest of those boys are adults. The rest of those boys are supposed to be teenagers. Yes. And so it's it's just, it it feels like a, a weird moment. It Like, to me, it also starts feeling like yeah. this weird fetishization of this is taking down the root of, like, the savage who can't dress properly who these native like the heaviest of air quotes that i can put around that by the way like just to make it very clear like it feels like feeding on a stereotype and but then also sexualizing that stereotype at the same time and it's it just feels so gross to me it just feels really really gross And I just don't like it at all because, and I, and like, you've mentioned this before too, and we did bring up how much issue I was going to have with the treatment of Native Americans in this movie. We did mention this last time, but there is so much honor and respect and tradition in Native American history. And I do want to, before we record the next episode, I do want to do a little bit more research on the Quiute tribe because they do have a history of being descended from wolves. Like, that's accurate. It's not accurate that the tribe specifically in the Lapush area has that. But it is accurate that, like, Quiutes do have a an origin story of this. I'm going to do no, I more feel like that'd be a really fun. I feel like that would be a really fun uh, way to wrap up our series. I think, I think so. I think that would be really fun for you to, like, wrap up our series with you yeah. actually doing... Like, that can be our first little Margot's Corner yes. Margot episode. Tell me about Native American history. Yeah. Um, I just, like, it 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 makes me feel, and this scene in particular, particular, it just made me feel gross of, like, you're just, like, it. anytime I, I saw like just I don't like how those... shirtless they have the children. I, yes. I do not like that. Yeah. I will also say, I understand why the werewolves are usually shirtless. Yes. I will also say, if this was summer, I would probably have less of an issue with it. It's supposed to be March. Yeah. It's not that warm. They should not be that shirtless. It's not weird to have teenage boys be shirtless in general. It's weird how often they have it. It's weird that it's pretty much just the native boys. And it does go into a lot of those gross stereotypes. Yes. We do Ick. also we do also get the explanation of like, oh, I'm I'm constantly burning up. I'm constantly really hot. 
Yeah. Um, I want to focus on this scene though, because we do get to meet Emily. Yes. So and let's, yeah, like let's move on and meet Emily. So the, yeah. Bella also just instantly assumes when she meets them, they're like kind of giving her a hard time. Like, Oh, vampire girl. Oh, wolf girl. Bella is able to hold her own. That kind of joke. The yeah. wolf seems so much more fun, so much more friendly, so less formal. Like, it feels like you're entering a friend group. You're nervous, but they know that they accept you as one of their own. Yeah. Bella instantly assumes the wolves are the ones killing people in the forest, not Victoria. Like, she thinks that they're the ones killing. And I would just like to say that's pretty rude, considering she doesn't think that all vampires are killers, despite... Every interaction she's had with every vampire, including the Collins, has been wanting her dead. The wolves who are like, we just want to protect our people. You guys are probably killing people on the side. Yeah. Just saying. That's. I do also want to say about Emily. He explains the facial scar. She. We find out when we see her, she has... Um, half of her face is disfigured. She has this giant scar on half of her face. Mm -hmm. And that is from Sam. They were in an argument of sorts. Um, and he got really upset, turned into a wolf. She was too close and it scratched her. So correct me if I'm wrong. In the book, wasn't it something that was going on with his old fiance? Um, I don't remember. Okay. I'm, I'm it vaguely... was a fight that they were in. Yeah. So, like, to me, again, this is very abuse-coded of, like, we were in a fight and I got too angry and I hit you and I'm so sorry, but I scarred you and please forgive me. Like, it's just... I, I have that note as well, where I... I think that if these wolves went to anger management classes... They wouldn't have this issue of just transforming willy-nilly. And granted, I don't know what the fight was about. I wasn't there. I don't remember. It feels insane that you would be able to get so mad at your significant other that you would turn into a werewolf. I also would just like to throw out there, it's never really addressed if becoming a wolf makes you more aggro. They just get more aggro. They seem to be angry, and anger seems to just be a thing with these wolves yeah and i feel like that is something that maybe we think about when we watch these movies and the representation of native people in this movie like why are they always so aggro but i also don't want us to continue to dwell on that um throughout the rest of this episode because yeah. i think that we would be here for far too long yeah so we learn that bella keeps coming back or victoria keeps coming back and they're like, we don't know why. And Bella's like, I know why. Because I'm special. <laughs> because she wants me. So they send Bella home. They do not have a wolf watching her. They don't have Jacob, who's Mr. I'm so in love with Bella. I can't think straight. Wolfy boy. Just hanging out watching her. Everyone's hunting down this wolf. While Bella is doing fuck all by herself. And it's like, the loneliness makes me so upset. I can't think straight. So then we get a banger song. A banger song. Mm -hmm. A banger montage. And we have Charlie and his friend. And a, a Harry. tribe. Harry. That's, that's Harry Clear Clearwater, Harry who Clearwater. is Leia's dad. 
fuck okay yeah <laughs> jesus christ leia also is a werewolf by the way the only female werewolf that we're aware of and so is her brother but i don't remember what her her brother's name is holy shit i gotta reread i i have to do it i have to do yeah. it kirsty we have to do it. okay so montage charlie and harry are going with a search party to find the wolves Victoria is hunting them because she's like, ooh, humans. We see her. The wolves are hunting Victoria. And Bella is going cliff jumping. Yep. <laughs> so. Which that height of cliff diving would actually kill her. Oh, that it is would not kill a her. cliff diving no. height. There is also no beach nearby for her to swim to. Those are jagged it's rocks. Storming. Yeah. It's storming. The only reason those people could cliff dive there is because they were supernatural beings. Because we kind of skipped yes. over that, like when we were talking about the bikes. Yeah, we did skip over that moment. I do have a question for this. Is this the same actress as Twilight? No. For Victoria. Victoria is recast in she every movie she is in. There. Wait, all three of them are both? She, she's not in Eclipse, right? Uh, she's not in Eclipse, but I Where did she go? in Breaking Dawn. Okay. Oh, so I think she's like trying to keep her distance in Eclipse um she's still trying to hunt down bella okay but then she goes to the voltori to tell them about the child the forbidden child because that's like rule number one don't make a forbidden child oh right because that's the whole premise of breaking dawn okay i've caught up they got very similar looking actresses because i looked at her and i was like that's the same actress what are you talking about Okay. You know, uh, Victoria's constantly getting recast in these movies. So she was only played by two different people, it looks like. Okay, yeah. I think that we did that last time, too, because I think I said the same thing. Like, I'm pretty sure she's recast in everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. She so, does get recast. Got it. So they do this whole... So she picks up Harry, gets knocked over by a wolf. Harry collapses. Charlie goes to get him. The wolves chase Victoria to the cliff. Victoria jumps off the cliff. We see Jacob in wolf form looking out. He smells, question mark, Bella on the cliff face and or sees her or something. Wolf instinct. Wolf starts instinct tingling. something. The Bella is in trouble instinct senses really start going yeah. off. Bella is talking to Phantom Edward and then she jumps off the cliff fucking feet first. Bitch, those feet would be broken. Yeah. Those feet would be broken. Her entire body would be broken. Her entire body would be fucking broken. So she comes up. She's like, whoa, a rush. She gets hit by a bunch of waves. She's under the water. She sees Victoria swimming towards her. She swims backwards. She starts like swimming backwards. Bonks her head hard <laughs> enough that she goes unconscious. What? In the water. And then we get the fucking drowning scene yeah she's drowning edward's like around her it's so So she's floating and drowning and edward's floating yeah. and drowning she gets pulled up and her hand turns edward into it's i fucking hate that shot so goddamn much yeah also then she so she gets pulled out of the water she he does the heimlich on her kristen does this she crosses her eyes in moments when she's supposed to be partially conscious she did it in twilight too she slightly crosses her eyes and it fucking cracks me up it is pretty funny it's like she's so... not quite there and we know because her eyes are crossed yeah 
then we learn that Harry died of a heart attack. Yes. Harry died of a heart attack. Edward or Jacob is driving Bella home. Yes. They Jake pull into her driveway. They have a very cute moment. Yeah. Very sweet. Um, she opens the door. He immediately shuts it. It's like, we need to go. I smell a vampire. She looks, she sees Carlisle's car. We have never seen that car before in our life. Okay. I just want that to be no. How the fuck do we know that's Carlisle's car? Because she said it is. <laughs> Insistent it's them. He's like, don't, I can't protect you here. You're crossing like, a line. Don't draw one. My thought is, Jacob, you can just pick her up. Even if you were not a supernatural being, just over the shoulder. <laughs> right? Like, Go. we know he's strong even before that. He picked those bikes up. Like, he could just be like, no. Yeah, exactly. Um, open the door. Who's there but Alice? She's just standing there in the dark. And then goes, oh, when she when Bella turns around and sees her. What the fuck? Doesn't answer a single email. Doesn't think to call first. Just shows up unannounced, uninvited in her home to chastise her for like, why did you want to kill yourself? Well, because she thought, so she thought Bella was dead. So she went to go see if Bella was dead. And Bella just pops in like, oh, hey. And she's like, why would you try to kill yourself? Like, this is awful. And so yeah. then they they have a whole sit down and she Which they have I this whole so conversation. Annoyed. This entire conversation I was so annoyed because I'm like, nothing that Bella has done is out of character for Bella. Everyone around her just seems to forget conveniently what her character is. She always acts on impulse. She's constantly trying to do something. She didn't even change into a swimsuit. She just jumped in, clothes on. She's like, jeans. I need to feel alive. <laughs> I am desperate to feel something. So I'm going to go jump off a cliff. That seems great. That is something that I would totally believe that she would do. 100%. Maybe, maybe, Alice. Don't just run off thinking that she's dead. Okay? Maybe just be like, I'm going to go check on something. B-R-B. You don't have to tell everyone every thought you have, girly pop. Well, she didn't. Then, so that's the thing is she told Rosalie? And Rosalie, Rosalie told, told Edward. Edward. No, so I think that she told her family, like, I need to go make sure Bella's okay. I think she just killed herself. Rosalie decides to tell Edward because he's only calling every once or twice to check in because he wants to be alone, right? Yeah, because he's Maybe don't he's in Italy. allow Edward to act that act this way. Uh, he, I think, is in Rio. I think we see the Christ the Redeemer statue. Mm, you're right, you're right, you're right. He's in Rio, yeah. Yeah, which is only important because in, um, in Breaking Dawn, they go back for their honeymoon, they have to go through Brazil to like go to this private island that they have. Got it. So I like to think that that's where he was hanging out. Okay. Anyway, maybe don't allow Edward to have these tantrums about every girl he likes. Maybe, okay? I don't Jasper, know, Jasper should do be doing work? his fucking job. What yeah. is Jasper maybe, doing in all of maybe this? Maybe just tell them like, hey, he can't read our minds right now. I'm going to go make sure this isn't real so he doesn't go kill himself. Be cool for five minutes, guys. Be cool, my vampire family. No. Alice, shut the fuck up. Just answer an email. She, oh, well, she doesn't, she's not getting any of the emails. She, yeah, because she deleted it. Maybe call, maybe email back. Yeah. Maybe may don't just maybe, delete your email. Yeah, maybe. Because that's super suspicious. Maybe fucking call, like, what happens in five minutes. Yeah, but no, Alice has been like, oh, there's a wet dog. There's this wet dog what smell. What is What's that, that horrible disgusting wet smell? dog smell? Oh, it's, it's probably me. Well, you see, Jacob's kind of a werewolf. Yeah, and then it's like, don't hurt her. And it's like, I'm not going to hurt her. I'm like, shut up. You guys, stop antagonizing the werewolf. 
the entire time. I'm like, so I know he's not going to turn, but why are you, why are you antagonizing him? Well, why are you guys like, picking on him? Why are you being like this? Like, it stinks of Alice, racism. It does it also, Alice. I'm just going to throw this out here. Okay. Okay, girly pop. Maybe, maybe he has a point. You could hurt her if she just starts bleeding again. Because you know what you almost did at her birthday party? Is hurt her. I just. I can't. I cannot with these people. So then Alice goes outside. She makes that horrible when you take the dog out comment. She goes outside. Jacob and Bella almost kiss. They get real close. They have this weird heart to heart, Mm -hmm. which I think weird moment to have this heart to heart, but okay, whatever. And then the phone rings and Jacob answers it. Swan residence. He's not here right now. He's planning a funeral. And then he hangs up. That boy. He knew what he was doing. Here's the thing. I genuinely don't think it was. I don't think that he knew that it was Edward, which is a weird thing to do. He did know. He did know. Because we can watch his face change. We know that he knows who he's talking to. And it's someone that he. Yeah, no, he knows. Which means that he told Edward, Bella's dad is planning a Mm -hmm. funeral right now. Which is accurate, unfortunately. But he knew what Edward was going to assume. And, like, here's what really drives me bonkers about this miscommunication trope, okay? Is that Rosalie had called him, said this is what Alice was doing, because then Alice runs in being like, he's going to go kill himself. No one thought for a second, I'm going to let Edward know, hey, I just saw this crazy thing. I just saw Alice, who's supposed to be twins, besties with Edward. No one thought. uh, So it's like, twins quote unquote because they're the weirdest but they're also like the closest like not actual twins but like attached at the hip like besties twinsies kind of twins they're supposed to be best friends essentially okay they're supposed to be the closest out of everyone because they're the two weirdest freaky freaks with the mind powers I'm sorry they're Um, the weirdest freaky freaks with the mind powers have we mm -hmm. looked at Jasper lately Listen, homie doesn't get to use his mind, never use this as mind powers because this would have been a really good time. This would have been a really good to moment. Ask for over to be like, hey, bro, we're just supposed to hang out and I'm just going to send you some calming thoughts and vibes. We're going to chill. We're not going to unalive ourselves. If they ourselves had today. given Jasper like a hippie attitude, he would have been so much funnier. He would have been the best. He would have been so um, anyway. Imagine him with it would be so funny. Anyways, so. Edward, just, then we get the first shot of Edward since all of this, and he's in Rio. He, he crushes the phone. Right. This is also so uncharacteristic. I do not believe for a second Edward would not be there so he could throw himself on the casket and do some huge thing about how he's the one who damned her and it's all his fault, but he'll make amends and then going to the Volteori. Like, I don't buy for a second that they would not be like, hey, we're going to coordinate a plan. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to make sure she is actually dead. Not just, he's planning a funeral. Right. Also, Charlie works for the police force. He has older friends. Yeah. It's not the craziest thing to be like, whose funeral? Which I think we need to also take a moment to remember. He is 109 years old, but he's also 17. And he's been 17 for a long time. 90-something years. Yeah. And we know what's- Sure, sure, like, sure, sure. We know what 17-year-old boys are like. They're idiots. <laughs> 
Sure, sure, sure. Of course, of course, yeah, of course. So, hey, even if he was super smart, I feel like it would not be the craziest thing to be like, whose funeral? Like, you're just operating off of assumptions. Right. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. you break your phone. And that's, it's just so dramatic and so aggravating to me. I'm like, you wouldn't call this to be like, did you find out if Bella's dead? Every single person minus Jessica and Charlie in this entire franchise are overdramatic. It's it's very true. Every and single one of them. The thing is, I'm sure the books also go into much more detail. I think that yeah. Jake, like, I think in the books, it's very genuine. Jacob didn't realize that he was talking to Edward. No, I think he I think knew. that I'm pretty sure he did. In the books, I don't think so. I think we'll I see. could suspend we'll my see. disbelief. We'll see. I will suspend my disbelief to say I could see how he wasn't thinking. He was upset. He's aggro because Bella wants to go back to the Cullens, not back to his wolf pack. And like they're fighting. Yeah, I guess in my the thought. Bone rings. He's upset because he's friends with the Clearwaters. The Clearwaters are also his family friends. So while all of this is happening, he just lost like an uncle figure in his life. Yeah. So I right. can see how all yeah. of that in play could impact him i know the books probably go into more detail but alice is like we gotta book it and jacob says don't go and bella says i have to and then they go to volterra home of the volturi where no one suspects anyone's a vampire and then so they fly to italy mm -hmm. alice grand theft autos a sports car which i just have to say how do you I feel like even in the early 2000s, those things were not easy to steal. Well, she's a vampire. Yeah, so I I just, oh that's kind of the ex machina of the entire series is they are vampires. That's fair. Because there's also a point where Alice walks through the entire crowd as well with just her little scarf on and like sneaks in the door. Well, I'm assuming like, she's doing her fast little runny thing. Here's the thing, probably, but like Alice is number one vampire. Like she would be enemy number one making a spectacle of herself. If the Volturi yeah. have a rule, don't make a spectacle of yourself. Alice said, Fuck <laughs> Alice you, Cullen. I'm going to do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. So they, there's a festival happening. Yes. St. Marco's Day, which is the day that they got rid of all the vampires. Right. The irony. Mwahahaha. Mm -hmm. So. Everyone is in red cloaks. They can't make it up to the clock tower. So Alice has to pull over. Bella has to run through all these different people. It's a massive crowd of people. She gets up to the fountain and we see a door open and we see mm -hmm. the beautiful sparkly man take his shirt off and she runs to him to cover him up. And I just have to say, Robert Pattinson's hip bones... <laughs> Yeah, what do you want to talk about with those? <laughs> they have no goddamn right. Honestly, uh, Robert Pattinson was like, you can't have the child be the sexiest one in this movie. He said- It has to be an he adult, said, right? He said, Taylor, hold my shirt. <laughs> and Taylor said, I don't understand. What's a shirt? <laughs> So she, right as he steps into the sunlight, she- Skin of a killer. This is the skin of a killer, Bella. She covers him up. She shoves him to him. And he's like, oh, yeah. wow. That was so fast. I'm in heaven now. He really goes, oh, heaven. Like, he refuses to open his eyes. He thinks he is in heaven holding on to Bella. Which, like, oh, my 
God, so dramatic. So it's okay? it's been about a year since they've met, six months of which he was not there. Oh, no, no, no. I'm counting September when, when he leaves. So he was gone for seven months, longer than he would have been with her. Okay? They are apart for longer than they are together. And most of that time, Bella just sat there sad, looking out of a window. Her life essentially stopped. Hallucinating. She's hallucinating, okay? And, like, they have this reunion, and then the Volturi show up, like... So they have this cute reunion, and we're thinking it's the end. It's not the end. Then... I'm sorry. The Italian vampires who have American and British accents show up. Yes, um, we do get to meet Jane, who is the bad bitch of the squad. I do Dakota like Jane a lot. Fanning. Hello, yes. I love the Fanning sisters. I think that they so are good. just. Oh, I love the Fanning sisters. I'm just such big fans of them. Like truly, I think that they are fantastic. So so good. So then they all stand in a fucking elevator. <laughs> Always comedic gold. If you want me to love a movie and just <laughs> laugh every time I think of it, you just have to give me an elevator scene. Just give an elevator scene ahead. where no one's talking. Straight ahead. The light music playing in the background. Yes, the music. Okay. The only way that would have been funnier is if it was Decode or Supermassive Or Black fucking Hole. Ed Robert oh Pattinson god. singing again. Oh like, my god. That would have been so funny. Okay. But yes, I they're in the elevator scene. I swear to God, I once again wrote, if Stephanie never watched Interview with a Vampire, she's a fucking liar. Yeah, no, liar. this is just Interview with a Vampire Part 2. This is Interview with a Vampire, but everyone's straight. They, they do have to walk by a receptionist which is very funny because she's a human receptionist and i think that it's implied she wants to be turned into a vampire but they are just planning on eating her they are lying to her they are just going to eat her uh because i think one of the volturi members like makes an offhanded comment like oh she like looks delicious for dessert or something like that so they're like um they're basically like yeah she's she's gonna turn into a vampire whatever and then jane says or dessert and then they walk away yeah whatever so then yes. we meet the three main people of the volturi which is arrow tweedledee and tweedledum tweedledee and tweedledum um because we don't need to know their names we only need to know arrow and jane because if we're being honest those are the only two volturi members who matter it's arrow Caius and marcus cool so arrow tweedledee tweedledum and jane close enough yeah and jane's brother george why not george um i'm just naming him george during this whole thing we'll fly through this because this this whole scene is the most boring to me so they discover that bella is immune to most of their they're like you're immune to all our gifts why is she not immune to alice first of all why does jasper's mood thing work on her like i'm just saying inconsistencies here she's only immune when it's good for the plot yeah um she offers to sacrifice herself to save edward there's a big vampire fight it's they all this different stuff and then um i have this note the vampire running scene ah why did i have that note why um 
I could not tell you, bud. <laughs> at least at this part of the movie, I could not tell you. Okay. Um. Oh. So basically, I do have a note here because they're coming back from Italy or whatever, right? I yeah. do have a note that I feel awful for Charlie when you look at the events of this past Poor year. Fucking Charlie! It's literally my note. Poor fucking Charlie. Because she comes back. And he's like, you cannot do this again. Because this is what would have been the second time in 12 months she dipped out of there, right? It's been a year since, like, slightly, yes. It's been, like, 11 months, really, since that whole situation with James in fucking Arizona, right? So, for Charlie, what happens is his daughter shows up. She's kind of unhappy, but kind of making through it. Starts dating this guy. There's some kind of bad breakup bails on him says peace out here's verbatim what mom told you when she was divorcing you because i know it's gonna hurt you because i want to hurt you she's hospitalized and the guy who finds her to get her to the hospital says that she fell out of a second story window which is insane and it's like oh we just believe it because like she's so klutzy no they believe it because they think that he abused her and they don't want to push her even further away but they get back together he leaves her again she goes comatose then she bails we don't even know why she said she was going she just said brb dad she leaves with just a note and then she comes back and then she gets back with edward and then by the time she turns 19 because she never turns 19 because she is turned like the day before her birthday into a vampire right she says i'm going to marry this guy i'm going to get married to him and then has a baby has so with and how they explain the baby is they say that it's edward's niece that like there's a car accident that they had to take her in but she's like weird and special bella is not supposed to look like bella anymore and they say oh like i've gotten some work done i did like a little bit of plastic surgery on the honeymoon like looks like that 19 year old got plastic surgery on the honeymoon yes (laughs) okay we've gotten way off track because this is breaking dawn so but yeah we feel bad for charlie yes we feel fucking bad for charlie so because this next year of his life is going to be worse the volturi do say okay we will not kill bella we will not kill edward if you turn her she has to become a vampire she has to become a vampire that's the rules and alice is like i'll do it see i have a vision i'll do it and so they head back edward has mutton chops i hate them bella and edward have this whole conversation they go in the middle of the night over to the cullen's house and they have what we talked about before which we don't have to rehash it fully because we are right but they have have the vote and then edward is like why are you doing this to me and bella just goes shut up and i think that that is one of the very few moments in which we see bella's actual personality like bella does have a good personality it just is so like it's so rare that we see it yeah she's really unsure of herself and i think that within hanging out with jacob and i i do note this uh while i was watching the movie i'm really sad that bella doesn't keep motorcycling as a hobby yeah i agree like she just kind of she doesn't keep that and i think it's kind of sad because i think that in the act of building the motorcycle she finds some kind of self-confidence she knows what she can like she has this ability to do things i think her being able to withstand the pain of jane which was like this crazy thing she saw how it took edward out yeah like no problem she's able to withstand it and i do think that kind of helped her grow into her character a little bit more 
And then we have a run-in with Jacob. Yeah, so then we have the final scene, Edward v. Jacob, round one. Officially, Mm -hmm. the fighters enter the ring. Yep. And both of them want to decide what to what Bella gets to do. And so they have a big back and forth. And Jacob also mentions, I'm here to remind you that our treaty with the Cullens will break if you bite a human. Which seems like really convenient thing to bring up at the end of this movie. Without Bella knowing that's part of the treaty. Like, she doesn't really get to know anything about this treaty, even though a lot of the treaty is going to hinge around her. Yeah. Yeah. It also does not talk about, like, if she wants to, but it doesn't matter because the Volturi will turn her whether we like it or not. Or kill her. Is essentially how Arrow... Yeah. Does she get to live or does she get to be a vampire? Those are her two choices. Yeah. Those are the choices. And everyone seems to think that there is a third secret choice, which really pisses me off the entire movie. I'm like, there is no third secret choice. It's this or that, A or B. There is no secret third option, guys. Yeah. No, it's, I agree. And so Jacob is really heartbroken because Bella's like, it's him. It's always been him. He's always the one. But Bella very clearly also loves Jacob. Yes, except and- for she does have the most heartbreaking line, I think, of the entire se- like series. Don't make me choose because it will always be him. That is, And so- I was like, Jacob just saved your fucking life. That like, broke my heart, honestly, because it's like, girl, he may have been kind of shitty and is sort of aggro, but like he stayed and he helped you rebuild those motorcycles and he didn't give up on you. And like, ugh. I know. Like, honestly, I understand why people are Team Jacob. I, like, I totally see it, and I understand it fully. So then Jacob leaves. They have a whole back and forth. Jacob aggro's out. He turns into a werewolf. And And then pieces out. And then Edward says, hey, here's the thing. I will agree to turn you into a vampire on one condition. You have to marry me. And then the movie ends with. (gasps) Then the movie fucking ends. (gasps) Gasp. Gasp. I. You cannot tell me this movie wasn't camp. That was the most camp scene I've ever seen. No, but that's the thing. That's a campy ending. I don't think it's camp because they didn't. They meant it to be serious. But I also think a lot of... Th- oh, whatever. We had this argument last episode. Or not. We can't do this every time. <laughs> we can't do this every time. It's So that's New ends. Moon. Roll credits. Roll credits. There's no post scene. We don't do that yet. What a crazy fucking movie this was. This movie was insane. It had everything. <laughs> it really it did. Had it really set up the love triangle. We got to see a lot of Jacob. We got to see the wolves. We got to see, like, there's so much. And I understand why they made Breaking Dawn two parts. One, because I don't think that you could have Breaking Dawn be one movie. Because I think no. each movie is individually, like, two and a half hours or something. Yeah, like, it's regular they, movie. They like. only get longer. Yeah, that was also the thickest book i've ever read like that was a thick she was thick 
Um, and I also know I hate the two part thing now. I will admit the two part thing sucks. And it's only popular because Harry Potter did it first. Deathly Hallows had to be two books because some books are just too long. So they have to break them up. Um, luckily, both Deathly Hallows and Breaking Dawn, I think, had really good halfway points where they could uh, cut off pretty easily. But yeah, oh so my gosh. Deathly Hallows was 2010, 2011. Twilight Breaking Dawn was 2011, 2012. So, well, I mean, even Mockingjay did part one, part two, and that book did not have to be two parts. I forgot that they did two parts of that. Have I even ever seen the second part of that? Um, I think it's a good wrapping up point. Like, we're done. I think. I think there's nothing else, else to say, say on this. That. I mean, there's a lot we could say, but I think we've said enough of it all. I think that we've had enough conversation about New Moon. <laughs> Oh my god. These are going to be the longest episodes. I really did think that our uh, Stranger Things episodes would be the longest episodes we've ever done. It's going to be Twilight. Well, that's the thing is we were pacing ourselves to get through those and this we're kind of just letting ourselves talk and we might have to pace ourselves a a little bit more for Eclipse. Yeah, we'll see how long Eclipse goes. Oof. Limit ourselves to two minutes about the opening scene. No, I will not be stopped. That is the most important. We will always spend 20 minutes talking about the opening scene. And then we're going to breeze through the rest of the movie when we realize that we've been talking for an hour about the first 15 minutes. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, but also, this was our first recording episode back in, like, a month. So, like, I'm That's not surprised true. it went that long, honestly. But you know what? I'm so glad that we're back. Me we're back. too. New year, back, new podcast, baby. new setups, same uh, us, new topics, same chaotic host. <laughs> With that, take us out, Margot. Tell us about our socials. Our socials. We are on Instagram and Threads at Eternal Slumber Party Pod. We are uh, nowhere else yet. Nowhere no else. Okay. Um, TikTok is shelved until I will tell you when we are on TikTok. Perfect. I will make that an announcement when when we're ready. Wonderful. Um, Can't I've wait. taken over captioning and it's not been going well because <laughs> I am fighting with some different apps. Um, so I when I can figure out, I love you too. I'm so happy to do it. I don't mind doing it. Um, that's all I'm gonna say. I will let you know when we have a TikTok. As of right now, it's just Instagram and Threads. So join us cool. over there. You can also join us in our inbox at Eternal Slumber Party Podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to be the Bella of the ball, you can leave Boo. a five star rating and review on whatever podcast app you're listening to us on. Uh, send us a little comment, send us a little note, say hi, send us corrections. Send us what team you were on. Were you Team Edward or Team Jacob? We do need to know. Yeah, let us know if you're Team Edward or Team Jacob. Send this to someone that you would ride motorcycles with and go cliff diving and go do Grand Theft Auto in Italy with if you enjoyed this podcast. If you hated the podcast, send this to someone who you would go, who you wish was not on that movie date with you. Send us to that guy if you hated this (laughs) podcast. I'm pretty sure he's your worst enemy. As always, have a great fish day or don't. The choice is yours. You know what this movie needed more of? More, More Volturi. I would love 
a Volturi spinoff where the actors are playing it completely straight, but the writers of the show are just like trolling us. Like it's it's me and you writing for the Volturi to be a complete joke. It's just elevator scenes. (laughs) 